Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 262 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight's news. Microsoft is raising prices. On what, pray tell? EA is restructuring. Are they separating the E and the A? Taking a joke from Cesar earlier this week. E. <laughs> e slash A. It's in the game. Uh, no physical release? Question mark. What could that be? I think that's been clarified since then. Maybe. I don't know. What is that going to be on a disc anyways? What does that even, what does that even mean these days? Uh, we have your Nintendo Direct from this past week. And depending on time, this was today's news. Uh, we have a brief bit about Oculus Quest Plus, which Cesar told me you combine with Hulu Plus and Disney Plus. Is that accurate? I've been uh, giving false information. I'm not in the <laughs> Oculus uh, ecosystem anymore. So it's true. Cesar's like, I don't know yeah. this news. <laughs> it never, my, my Oculus never left the box and then left my hands and I was $300 richer. You well, won. Man. You won on the deal. Meta still doesn't know who Cesar is. They're like, who? That that person doesn't exist. I, I, as Richard tries to convince me, like, oh, they don't need Facebook anymore, and Facebook continues to say I, I'm not a real person, and so I'm like, you know what? I, fuck it. It's fair. They deny him. I, I'm 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 in the same boat. I, I respect that. I sent my driver's license. I'm like, no, sir, we don't believe you. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I will not use your products. So. <laughs> but you also, and Cesar was doing that to try to get our podcast on Facebook. <laughs> we decided that was not an avenue we needed to explore at that point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and you'll notice I refuse to call it meta. I still refer to it as the Oculus Quest. That's a way better name. You cannot convince me otherwise. It's like reverting from PlayStation, to, which was awesome from the start, to something stupid. Like Super Nintendo Disk System. Nope, Renee's here. Uh, joining me is Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? Brant, you're joining you? us from a different location. Yes. A blurred location. A blurred location. How are the acoustics location. in there? Mic test, mic test, mic test. Not bad. Not bad. There's someone behind you. I don't know if you noticed this, but... <laughs> that is some kind of weird latex... Shadowy figure. <laughs> yeah. to, to your left shoulder is a latex weird sex machine thing. That's over oh. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> that's his exercise it's ball please oh oh okay, <laughs> okay. it is bizarre what the fuck is that <laughs> it's a microphone in front of the it bed yeah yeah that's what it is it just looks like some weird sex machine thing oh no podcast where you have five years of recording in close proximity of sex machines various sex machines of yeah. various sizes now it's not blurred what happened <laughs> Uh, and then it went back there. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I can move. I it. mean, oh. I used to give Richard a hard time about his sex machine, and uh, he finally yeah. sold it. So we did sell it. We got money from that thing. Yeah, I actually think like your. I think you're like your <laughs> Oculus Quest. We made money on that transaction. <laughs> the used sex machine. I'm sure you did. We, we bought made money it. Money on that thing. We never used it. Yeah, used sex machine. We bought it. We never used it. We hung clothes on it, like every other piece of exercise equipment, which is what we're referencing. I mean, what what was it for? It was just doing like sit ups or something like that. I forgot what it you was, used it for. It was some sort of bootleg Bowflex. It was like a oh, Flowflex, okay, okay, okay. whatever. Yeah, right. it wasn't quite. It never worked. I was like, sure, I'll go. This is the missus sent me after this, right? So I was like, sure, I'll go pick it up. And it's a great deal. That's fine. She never used it. It never worked right. I don't know. You told me to go get it. I, I'm not responsible for that. Uh, Brent, your microphone looks like the either the torture device that Princess Leia was subjected to in A New Hope or... 
also from a new hope the training thing oh, for the yeah. lightsaber mm-hmm. yeah, the thing that like the practical effect of the of that training droid i'm sure the star wars people are yelling at me on uh in the chat all seven of them hey welcome to the show <laughs> we we hope to not disappoint this time too late if we do join in next week we'll try it again uh also joining us cesar concepcion the second lore master and page master oh cesar como estas genki uh please describe in one sentence your weirdest sex machine the weird giraffe looking thing that was yeah the, my bike my we did uh, have one we've yeah. all had one yeah my exercise bike that was blurred out that looks like some kind of weird thing behind me. it was it was something you could mount right for exercise a, yeah which i guess works I both mean, ways yeah you know, i don't yeah did your heart rate increase when you mounted the thing cesar did it yeah it's where we're a uh, heart transfer thing you can't handle the truth <laughs> he's a uh, Oh, God, Randall's here, and then Bleach is here. Yes! Chaos. Everyone, thanks for joining us. We're discussing weird sex machines. Our all the people segment. we love. Our With favorite all the segment of the love. show. Yeah. Our favorite <laughs> segment of the show. Weird sex machines. On board. We always start with this. Why is it not a Jeopardy category? I would watch that Jeopardy. Yeah. Someone said it was a video game video game show. What did I show up for? It's like weird sex machines for a thousand. thousand. Yeah, a thousand. Yeah. I always go for a thousand. Always a th- Do we have... 69. How many is in a category? Is it Five. Do we have five to fill up the whole category? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Are the weird sex machines not the potent potables? Are they not the most potent of the potables? I don't know, man. That's Everyone's grimacing. Contestants to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> the victims. <laughs> Randall's here. Everyone is here. I'm not getting chat from some channel, I guess, because we've got seven people, but it's just uh, Twitch stuff coming through. Ask all me right. everybody if you're talking to Renee. Renee's on YouTube. So. Yeah, everybody's here. The gang's all here. Let's dive into the news. Microsoft is raising prices on what? Everything. Word? Am I paying more for Microsoft Word? No, what is it? Uh, I got my articles backwards. It's this comes Series ahead, X. And what is that? Sounds it's like a weird sex machine. I was going to say it's their weird sex machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the Series comes, X, the sex, the sex box. Uh, this comes from Tom, uh, Tom Ivan via um, BGC. Thank you, Tom. Um, this just goes over the fact that they are raising prices over the series uh, on the Series X, excluding uh, a few markets. Um, prices of the consoles will be raised in. Uh, August on most countries, excluding U.S., Japan, Chile, Brazil, uh, Colombia. Colombia. Uh, While well, Game Pass prices will increase in July in most markets, excluding Norway, Chile, Denmark, and Switzerland, and Saudi Arabia. So the console is not increasing here, but Game Pass will increase here. Yes. Yes. What's it going up to? Um... The series consoles kind of fluctuate. Um, so they uh, do vary by region, right? Yeah. So in UK, it's uh, about forty four uh, And then across most of the European markets, uh, it's going up to six hundred and forty nine ninety nine. And in Canada, seven ninety nine ninety nine. 
So oh, hear and, me out. And, we start and, exporting and, and consoles Australia. to Canada. And yeah. Australia? Uh, I they're think not. we could smuggle some to Canada. Like Smokey and the Bandit. We're the Smokey and the Bandit of Xboxes. They're, uh, they're not changing the prices of the Series S. So, Renee, you're resell uh on the series s is mm. still not good <laughs> he's not getting rid of that thing. Don't, yeah don't set it on fire renee he was buying he was supporting uh jrpg a couple weeks ago right who knows he's he's like, like, i'm gonna show him i'll show him on xbox renee renee proceeds to uh pre-order final fantasy collector's edition and then sends me to go pick it up for him as my copy's mailed to me and i'm like i had to leave the house to pick up somebody else's copy of final fantasy 16 <laughs> which pissed me off immensely <laughs> Because as, as mine came to the Why door, I had here? to go leave the house to go pick <laughs> his up. So I was like, what the fuck, man? But Cesar, there was like a 100 gig install, so at least gave you time. Put the disc in, and then you have something to do for the rest of the evening. I literally picked my copy up from the doorstep to go pick his copy up. Their drive to go pick <laughs> his up. That's the worst thing. It came, mine was like right there. I was like, fuck, man, come on. Renee, I know you're in the chat. You going to let him talk trash like this? <laughs> it's a true. It's a true cousin. I respect I respect the pickup. I would have done that for anybody. Uh, where in July 6, the monthly prices of Game Passes uh, subscriptions is going to go up by it looks like at least one dollar um, or one equivalent dollar in every market. So like ten ninety nine from nine ninety nine here in the U.S. Um, it's not horrible. No. Uh, yeah. Renee thanks you in the chat, Cesar and. Jeremy points out we stopped talking about sex machines. That's why we lost viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Back into the hot tub, Brant. Back in Back you go. The hot tub. Uh, where as Game Pass Ultimate prices will increase uh, here in the U.S. from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. So it looks like also about two dollars per equivalent market. Uh, Which where, I'm gonna throw this out there. If you look around, you're not paying that full amount, right? Like nobody's just blanket no. paying that full amount. Okay. If you look around, oh, you there's can find deals everywhere. Way better yeah. deals than that, right? Uh, and they do note that Game Pass um, for PC is not changing at all. Yeah, still trying to grow that market. So they haven't made a lot of big moves with PC Game Pass recently, right? I know Valheim was like a big get for the early access build of that, but I Has mean, there been anything momentous to come to PC Game Pass day one? I mean, everything that's on the consoles on PC Game Pass, so like like stuff that you normally, I'm like Rune Factory and all that's on there. So it's like it's yeah. almost one for one. So it's before you know, before PC didn't used to have like this many type of games, even though there was always right. the whole thing about the PC Master Race. But um, you know, now it, that and it, all these games play well now too. So it's like. I don't know, man. Yeah. They, finally, they finally cleaned up. Because it's like, I, I was telling Renee the other day, I fired up, like, and I think you have a copy, it says it in Steam. You know that old Mortal Kombat that came out on PS3 and 360? I think that's the one where the reboot truly started. The reboot Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Like, uh, Mortal Kombat 9, I think, is what it's loosely right, referenced before, as. Before yeah. we went on there, like, if you play, you play that one on Steam, you get a chance fired up, it is butthole. It is straight butthole. Like, it looks like shit. Like, if you watch the FMVs wow. and everything, it's pixelated as fuck. The sound is bad. It's like how far they've come along on PC and, uh, you know, why the console was big yep. at the time because you never had those quality issues. But how they come along, how far they come along on PC yep. ports recently, the last five or six years, is it's huge. That's a great point. And they wanted that parody like back with, with Halo 2. They got a Windows Vista build of Halo 2. They wanted that parody forever. Uh, just to, to date ourselves a little bit, that Mortal Kombat 9 that you speak of, I bought yeah. that from Kmart. <laughs> back when they did the, the coupon stuff. It was yeah. like... 
buy Mortal Kombat, roll this over. It was like $15. I just roll it over to something else. <laughs> that was a great reboot, though. It was good, man. I mean, I, yeah. I was just... That's like the easiest way for us to play it now. It's like unless you hook up a PS3 and 360 since it's not backwards compatible. I was like, let me fire it up on Steam, dude. It was it's garbage, dude. I mean, the F, it plays fine, but it's just awful. like the, the videos and stuff like that is bad. It's like pixelated and it's like, ooh. Somebody specifically did the PC port of that one, right? Wasn't that like an Asper joint or somebody? Uh, like high voltage software, I think that's what it is. High voltage did it? The when I booted up, yeah. The uh, what is that Wii game? The Conduit people? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, actually sounds so. right now that I've said yeah, that. It's yeah. the fucking conduit. Because I remember when I fired it up, I was like, "Who did this?" It was like high voltage. It wasn't uh, done yep. internally by um, I think it was still Warner Brothers at the time when they purchased Warner Combat. But yeah, I think, believe it or not, I have the Vita version right here on hand for whatever reason. So yeah, it which, is Warner Brothers, which plays better, but, uh, I believe. I yeah, mean, high high voltage yeah. at a time is in that same boat as like Asper and Gearbox, where they specialized in PC ports of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're not going to do this. If you want this on this platform, we got to do somebody else. And it was a uh, high voltage for some of those. Yeah, it just goes how long, you know, how far, how long that um, PC ports are. I mean, that and, you know, the Japanese market kind of missed all this stuff. And now you almost got like every major Japanese release on there now. So it's like, yeah, PC markets come around a long uh, while. I think now it's just, uh, you know, Xbox is trying to grow and get that Game Pass ecosystem to grow up on there. But to, to answer your question, like everything that they announce on that coming to Game Pass comes to Game Pass PC. Um, I you may get an odd one or two here that are PC exclusive. Like I think Quake Champions from Bezda is PC exclusive because it's designed for keyboard and mouse. I don't think they have it on a controller yeah. yet. Or like Gears. Every time I go yeah. to look at Gears, like man, I, I would love to play this on my Steam Deck. Like I might start uh, a yeah. friend of the show, Jeremy, and I are talking about maybe doing a stream of that Gears of War Ultimate Edition. It's a good one. But, yeah, it's <laughs> you and I beat it in one sitting. We loved it. We couldn't put it down. But it's like, why is the why is that Gears catalog not on PC? This is your big push. What is just Gears four and five, maybe? Maybe just five? I, I, I think you're right. I don't think there's yeah. I, to answer your question, I don't think there's any of that backwards compatibility on there yet. That's the only thing that's missing. This is an anything amazing, that's backwards compatible. Yeah. Backwards compatible is not on there. You're right. This is a huge part of your legacy. Like you're known as the Forza Gears Halo company. How is this not part of that that catalog that you can enjoy? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see any of the 360 stuff. So to answer your question, yes, you're correct. Anything that's backwards compatible is not on there, but everything else seems to be that is native to Xbox One and higher. Yeah. So. You're just saying don't get uh, don't get high voltage to do the PC board of the gear stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know what to expect. I just when I looked at it, I was like, man, this did come out like was it 2009? No, it was no before. Or later than that. I want to say 2011, just specifically like where I was in life and 2012. 2012 for the Vita one. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be around that time. Yeah, because that's around. I know that it was like Father's Day is when Ocarina of Time 3D came out on in 2011, and Star Fox was right in that same window. It was like that was the golden era of 3DS taking off. Like it'd been butthole since before that, and then it just took off after that with with ports, with enhanced ports. Mm-hmm. No Star more Fox. Playing, and when we're playing uh, Resident Evil Mercenaries like we used to back in the day. We did. I think uh, Tales of Abyss 3D was right on, around that same era. Like, we got all these flood of games. Like, where, where have these been? We needed this at launch. I mean, hopefully that fucking Namco show coming out July 1st. Then we get a Tales of Abyss, man. July 1st. And then we got the limited run show July 11th or 12th. Oh. I saw that announced today. Yeah, 11 yeah. or 12. Which... I'm hit and miss on their products and their marketing and how they kind of do things, but either way, it's going to come to other avenues. Well, last year it was all the 
FMV stuff, which was yeah. interesting to see. Are we out of those? Are there any missing ones that have to be brought forward I that mean, we know yeah. of? You got to look at that 3DO catalog or that uh, Sega CD catalog. I think most of those are out, man. So <laughs> shoot, yeah, no say, Yeah, they they did. What was it? They did plumbers. Uh, don't wear don't tie. Wear tie. Plumbers, yeah. don't wear Which tie. still has not released yet, even though they announced it last yeah. year. And then uh, Meta announced the big remake of the Seventh Guest. So that's a huge. I think that was a huge FMV title that's getting a total mm-hmm. remake. So I don't know how much you. Maybe they maybe they piggyback on that announcement and. So- if you ever seen Wells Interactive and they put their games on the Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation, there's a lot of FMV stuff that just did a resurgence recently, especially from that. Wells that Interactive? Wells Interactive. Like a night, sh- I think it's like the late shift. And uh, they're very good. I think it's the only one I played was the late shift. And they're pretty, they're like three hours. And they and it's like a movie. You just play them out. You do your choices. And it goes out at night. And it's done very well. It's all Blu-ray quality video. It's nine times out of ten very acted very well. It's not like the bad acting they had in those Sega CD days. Um, but like Wells Interactive, they have, I think they have a bundle on Steam as well. That's probably your cheapest one on there. But like the Bunker... A lot of those, the bunkers really good too. Like they've, there's some quality FMV stuff coming out now that people have been sleeping on. I think Little yeah. Limited Run has done physical copies of all those as well. Um, so I think that's why they just kind of just kept with that uh, niche. But um, like there's a couple from Wells Interactive that are very good, like the bunker, and I think uh, I want to say the Night Shift is a good one too. Uh, I remember playing the hell of that one. I think uh, Wario always tweets it. It's always those, that guy and girl kissing, and it's like the little prompt down there, like, kiss her or don't kiss her. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever it's on sale, it's like the same one he always does. Mm-hmm. So that, that one's a very good one, too. But they got a whole bunch of them, like uh, Devious something. I mean, there's there's a, at least 10 or 12 of them now. So that's come out within the last three or four years. So the way my broken brain works, <clears throat> did they restore, like, the – let's say it's like a – a VHS to Blu-ray update, right? Do they do they take that source FMV stuff, like the stuff they recorded? Is that what ends up being in? Like, friend of the show, Derek, is a big Sewer Shark fan. Sewer Shark's one of them, right? Are we waiting yeah. for Sewer Shark? Yeah. But that's, is that a Sega Which is property? a Sony. Sony. It's a Sony? Okay. Sony owns that. It's He loves Sewer Shark, and he loves Night Trap. So he ended up getting the, like, periodically that Night Trap for Switch will be like $3 on the eShop. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he jumped on one of those. Like, he knows the way around... He knows the button prompts for Sewer Shark because that's all you ended up learning, right? It's almost like Dragon's Lair. You just you just learn what button prompts you have to do to get through it. And I mean, how many times have you played the fuck out of that to know that, though? He did. He did. I can't say shit because I don't think I've ever played Night Trap. So I, didn't, I never had a Sega CD in his prime. So What's the one? Yeah, we, he did. We didn't. I'm What's saying the, you've, you've got the Genesis Mini 2. It's on there. And Sewer yeah. Shark is on there. So Yeah. What's I, the Corey I, Heim? I immediately fired up Lunar, so I'm <laughs> talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> What's the Corey Heim Sega CD game where you have to like move around the hotel and stuff? I'm googling it real fast. Double Switch. He's also oh, a big fan of Double Switch, which, Double which also, also got one of there. those re-releases. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, they're all on. Um, they're also on Steam. You can always relive your dreams on Steam, man. So Sewer Shark is the big missing one. Yeah, I'm assuming if Sony owns it, I, I, sure. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but sewer shark, give us sewer shark. <laughs> I bet we see that in the next couple of weeks. Unless, I mean, you, you, you never know, man, like limited run had, they bought that numbers don't wear ties IP so they can re-release it. And... Yeah. But they talk about that at every show they do. Like no yeah. one is like, <laughs> it's not the shock value that they thought it was before. So the other, I'm, like, I'm looking at screaming villains who've done all those re-releases from those days. So screaming I, villains. 
Scream, screaming villains. So you have Night Trap, Double Switch, uh, Ground Zero, Texas, Corpse Killer, and Kids Corpse on Killer. Site. And what? Kids on Site. Kids on Site. I asked the chat, what's your favorite FMV game? I have no, I have no responses. I killed the chat. <laughs> it's, it's chat's leaving, man. Nobody's talking about FMV games in this, uh, this, this economy. Or sex machines. <laughs> yeah, in this economy? No, nobody can afford that. Oh, boy. Someone tell me about Electronic Arts restructuring via Tom Ivan. Into the E and the A. Into the E and A. They're, they're splitting. No, I sent that, I sent that uh, video to you, Richard. We know what they split into. It was golden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what exactly is this? Uh, Electronic Arts has announced it's restructuring its studios into two organizations. This, again, comes from Tom Ivan. He's been uh, lucrative. Prolific? Prolific. Prolific as of recent. The former, which houses the publisher's owned IP and license games, will be headed up by Laura Miel, who has been appointed president of EA Entertainment Technology and Central Development. Respawn co-founder Vince Zampella will lead the EA studios responsible for Apex Legends, its Star Wars, and Battlefield games. That's accurate. That sounds right. He's had his hands in Apex. He's had his hands in Titanfall. He's had his hands in the Star Wars games. Uh, yeah. And the Battlefield games. Yes, we did not bring that up in news a couple of weeks ago. They pulled the plug on Titanfield 3 to make Apex Legends. That was confirmed, unconfirmed. Like, that was yeah. not public knowledge. Uh, here's a person that'll run the lifestyle franchises and blockbuster single-player games. Here's someone who will run the mobile games business. EA Sports will be continue to be headed up by this person who's been appointed president of an organization responsible for the company's sports and racing games. Yeah. Uh, uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson announced the restructuring plans in a message shared with the company's employees on Tuesday. Here's a quote about growth. Here's a quote about faster development and value of people. And that's about it. EA announced in March that it planned to cut 6% of its workforce as part of a restructuring plan that would result in the company incurring up to $200 million of charges. Uh, less than we think that, what was a group last year or last week? Embracer Group? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Less than what we think that impact will be, but still 6% is yeah, not good. Uh, these consist of approximately 65 million to 75 million in charges related to IP impairment. What does that mean? Approximately 55 million to 65 million related to employee severance and employee related cost, and 45 to 55 million associated with office space reductions. Uh, if someone moves me um, to the basement, I'm going to um, burn this uh, place down. And they take my stapler and move me again to payroll. And approximately five million to ten million of other charges, including contract cancellations. It sounds like cleaning house amongst all these fees and costs. Just want you to know that uh, Office Space and Shawshank Redemption almost had the same ending. Where Milton crawls through the sewer and comes out at the end of it and meets. Uh, where they both uh, go on like a, a beach. A beach. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> was it was it Milton and uh, Ron Livingston's character? No, it was just Milton. Remember, he was on the beach in Mexico, and I think in was it Shawshank Redemption? It was like Morgan Freeman found the the money, <laughs> but I think you know what's his face was already on a beach somewhere in the middle of nowhere too. So, no, he, he had to drive to him. He had yeah, to drive yeah, to him. Yeah, Morgan yeah, Freeman yeah. had the boat and all that, and Milton's yeah. on the beach with a mai tai, yeah, and yeah, he can't yeah, get yeah. the service attention. Um, 
excuse me, I, I, I would like another one. I'll burn Please, this place down. I, yep. um, could I, yeah, could I get another drink? Um, if my service continues to be poor at this location, I will. I will. <laughs> Milton, the silent assassin. Mm-hmm. I saw recently, I can't remember his name, that actor still has the red uh, <laughs> stapler. He should. He should be gifted Was to it him. Swinger? Is that the name of it? Swinger stapler? Streamline? Seems right. Seems Swinger seems like it. Like that's Swinger that stapler. 50, 50 style stapler, right? Is that what it or was? Or Boston. Yeah. <laughs> What's the brand of the stapler? Uh, all right, we, we, we're, um, we're diverging hard. We're having a case of the Mondays. I got an... Oh, God, Brent. Brent brought it all the way back home. <laughs> it's Swingline. It's a Swingline stapler. You can get it for $17 on Amazon. Absolutely not in this economy. I'm, I'm, did wait. someone move my stapler? I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm on the payroll. My oh, paycheck shit. did not go through. Okay. The Xbox Series X may have gone up in price so that you may put your physical discs inside mm-hmm. said device. Go on. But... Sasser, what Xbox Xbox Series X game are you most looking forward to? The only one that I know is upcoming. Uh, the one that prepaid for PC? Yes. Also, we spoke about the <laughs> PC parody. I may do the same. <laughs> they say that thing is Steam Deck compatible. I'm plopping down money immediately. I literally, I think, was it... I think it was Green Man Gaming or something like that. It was like $52 or something like that. I was like, I'm copping this now instead of $69.99. Uh, yes. Also a good value. Who's to know how much of that data is on that disc anyways? But yeah, to answer your question. Starfield. But to answer answer your question, I think something got out there where I think, what was it? uh, Like a a questionnaire or somebody on Twitter or something? I don't know. Some information Yeah, somebody somebody asked asked the customer service. The Bethesda support account. That, you know, about the physical i mean what was it the here we go blah 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 the physical standard edition star uh starfield for series x includes a disc without the support account responding hello all physical editions include a code for the chosen platform there are no physical discs uh which they which went is, back and deleted and then they re-clarified and said yeah. that the standard editions include the disc uh just the what was it the collector's editions would include a code inbox and then i yeah. think all pc versions would include a code inbox so a lot of games have done that like I did it with a, a Cuphead back in the day. That was the only way you could get a physical deal on a. And again, these these physical copies of discs are essentially for a retail specific purpose, right? Either a pre-order bonus, or you want the thing to start off with. Brant is the famous example of buying the Halo Infinite coaster. <laughs> Brant, not to point fingers, but like you wanted the thing, you try to support the thing. You probably had a good deal on the physical copy, so it it got you it, what you and it got what, a skill book. Yeah, the steel book. Exactly, exactly. So there's other things that they piggyback, almost like a phone. Uh, oh, what's that term where they try to get you into the the phone plan by subsidized? They subsidize the other stuff with you getting the physical mm-hmm. copy, which I think is still important. But with a game like this and a buggy Bethesda thing, which they say it's not buggy. The least uh, buggy. The, the least, keyword is least. The least buggy. buggy. The least and if we brought buggy. it to PS5, it would have been delayed for weeks afterwards. Where was I going with that? I had a point with that. Uh, but uh, subsidizing. That's kind of the key. Yeah. yeah, that's kind yeah. of the key of that whole thing. And people were like, they they have a collector's edition, so the whole concern was, I'm buying this thing, getting the collector's edition. I want the watch. I want the. There's people that are buying into Starfield, and from what we've seen of it, it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks like a good ass video game that you I, I just, want those sort of additions to. I think it's crazy that a lot of these collector's editions, like just say for instance, um, in the past we had 
the God of War Ragnarok stuff, and we're going to have the um, Spider-Man 2 stuff coming out. And a lot of the time, a lot of these additions, these up, uh, you know, up-priced additions, yeah. uh, include a steel book and this, that, and the other, and you know, right. a bunch of a bunch of cool stuff. But they always, at least this generation, include a code. So, ooh, I got a fancy steel book, and I got this and that, and I've got a code, a spent uh, code to put in the <laughs> in the box and put code it on in the a shelf. box. There's a bunch of switch skews that are the exact same thing. Yeah, which we'll we'll get to that when we get to that because there's some of those code in the box <laughs> coming up very soon. Yeah, that's gonna be a big mess. I'm just I'm ready for the specialty stuff where you know we get these prints of these games complete. I'll yes, just, and just pay out the ass for them. I, yeah. I mean, I, yep. I'll be I'll be fine with that. Pay for something I really want complete on disc. Kind of like kind of like records. You know how records are now. People buying yep. certain albums on records that they really like. So, so back in the day, we would avoid like as a collector, you would not want the greatest hits or the platinum hits or whatever version of a disc, right? NBA ballers, correct? Yeah. Uh, you definitely want that one for some reason. <laughs> Unless it added something like I feel like right after Fable came out, we got Fable Lost Chapters. And at that point, there was no reason to have that original copy of Fable on Xbox. You wanted Lost Chapters. It and had also, bug uh, fixes. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill, Hill 2. The complete a complete edition is very expensive out of all the Silent Hill 2. So. It had bug fixes. It had patches. It had DLC. There was an advantage to doing that. And I think... Cessar's onto something as far as releasing that whole broad skew. Like, yes, that would be an amazing thing to have all of this DLC and everything on one on one copy. And you have bug fixes and stuff after that preliminary, essentially a PC copy from what 2002, 2003, where you don't have patches, you don't have fixes, you don't have DLC, you don't have the bonuses that they added on there. It's funny to see how that tide has turned. You know, that was the least desirable copy, but now it's like, uh, no, we want a skew that will eventually have all that sort of stuff on there. Like uh, Forza, who wouldn't want a new Forza Horizon disc that has the most recent build, all the stuff they've added to it so that it's a, it's a, it's a complete glimpse of what that game is. Uh, Breath of the Wild got a, a copy of the cart with everything on it in Japan, like a limited run of those. And they're very expensive now, but it has the master, what they call that master quest or something like that. Mm, master, trial of the master sword. Trial of the master sword. It had the bike on it, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah same on the cart. They did the exact same thing with Splatoon 2. Everything on cart with the, the expansion. That's right. pass. very expensive. Yeah. That's right. So I think, uh, I think you're onto something as far as waiting for that type of game of the year edition or complete edition with that sort of thing. Yeah. I'll uh, be, I'll be waiting on the Island Wake at two as well. So. That's another one that was mentioned. Uh, Mortal Kombat was one of them that was brought up. Remember, they made the complete edition with a K mm. that had every it had Kratos on PS3. Was that a PS3 exclusive? That complete edition? It has to be. Yeah, I don't see him on so the too. I don't see him on the Vita cover, but he might be in the Vita one. I can't remember if he came. With I that. know he was on the oh. PS3 cover. Yeah. Yeah. But those are important, and I'm way more inclined to buy those. I mean, we've talked about this over the, over the course of the podcast. All of us have all platforms. We have access to pretty much everything. We tend to buy a physical on PS5 and Switch more than anything. And either Game Pass or digital buy Xbox stuff and PC stuff. It's just the nature of what they release on those 
discs famously here recently Final Fantasy 16 is all on the disc there's a 300 megabyte day one patch that's like PS3 360 era patches for day one right well Xbox just doesn't make physical stuff anymore because they lost the console war so is that in the news is that what we're segueing into (laughs) no no uh... it's it's not I I, the whole bickering in the courtroom thing is I'm still over it, but there are some uh, juicy pieces yeah. coming out of that. Yeah. I mean, we're all over it, but now the interesting, the actual interesting shit is coming out, not the stuff yeah. that we've just been alluding to in news bits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my favorite was the one they just released earlier was like 30 minutes ago from Todd Howard, remember? <laughs> like, they're asking Activision to do what I thought we were supposed to do from the beginning. <laughs> it was release everything on all consoles, and now that, how come they're not, you know, it's like, this is funny stuff that they're asking internally, like, uh, why are they... Yeah. I thought we were going to do this, but they were being told to do otherwise. Yeah. I'm very confused. Uh, <laughs> the guys are, of course, talking about the FTC versus Xbox thing, in which mm-hmm. Xbox is presenting the fact that they are way behind in the console wars if they were to exist. They've always been third place since 2001 behind Nintendo and Sony. Um, that this will not create a monopoly by buying these studios and all that. And all these internal emails are coming out. And fucking Matt Booty is a gunslinging executive. This dude is like, man, he's just a cowboy in the Xbox ecosystem. We'll buy Sony out of business. We'll just buy everybody. (laughs) Here's the advantage. We have more money to spend than anybody else. And it's true. Like, they never would have. Look at the original Xbox lost billion dollars. Like, Sega couldn't make it with the Dreamcast. And they weren't that far behind. And that was a great platform. But they, like... You know, they had an inlay in the entertainment industry. They had the groundwork for Xbox Live. They carried that over to the 360. Like, that that story's been told, but they still have the money. They can gamble, whereas others just either don't or won't. I don't know why Stadia didn't, why they didn't throw more money at Stadia. I guess it just wasn't what they thought it was going to be. In that same email, they remember they're talking shit about Google, and they're like, yeah, they won't have enough time to get up to our level. They're so far (laughs) away. They don't even have a first-party studio. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, didn't they that, say that about Amazon? That hell, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good read. He's a gunslinger. He's just talking shit. Like, what, yeah. we would, what we would talk about, not what we would email each other. <laughs> that's, why I told, that's why I told Richard in the text, it's like, this should have been a meeting, yeah. not an email. I was like, I don't know what he's yeah. emailing people. <laughs> Dude, this is like, we talk shit at lunch. Like, let's all go get lunch yeah. or eat chips and salsa. We're talking shit back and forth. Like, we can do it. They can't. We can do it. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, he's on there. I mean, he's good now because that, that email came out with 2019. It's before the merger, so yeah. it doesn't pertain to anything today. And he can just sit there and be like, oh, that's, yeah. that's how we used to be. I, we've changed in the last four years. We don't do that anymore. And it's fair because <laughs> the, the strategy of Game Pass and the new console launches and the mm-hmm. pandemic, like there's been a bunch of factors that have changed that outlook where maybe you're not the gunslinger. You're not talking shit as far as growing that portfolio and stuff goes. And so many of those studios they were talking about buying, we've talked about as rumors before, like Square Enix yeah. was on there and IO Interactive and Sega. all these other studios. They, Sega, Sega Sammy. That was a whole Sega thing with Phil there. Spencer. Yeah. yeah. Phil Spencer's asking him, like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to move forward with Sega Sammy. Why Why would we not? And I'm yeah, wondering, I'm wondering, if it, I'm wondering if it's that fucking Sammy side. Because remember, Sega Sammy, Sammy owns Sega. And Sammy's like a amusement company. So they don't. Yeah. Their, their video game stuff, I, I got a feeling that they probably didn't jump on it because they probably asked for more money than they're worth. Otherwise, I think they would have bought Sega long ago. But uh, well, that's just my personal thoughts on it. But, you know. They also have, and correct me if I'm wrong, when they... So Sega Sammy was like, 
I feel like that was like 2004, 2005-ish, and it was a big deal to merge the amusement entertainment divisions of those. So it wasn't just Sonic and Fantasy Star and that sort of thing that we know that we identify with Sega. It it added on all that like amusement entertainment and those other IPs and that sort of thing. Like it was a almost like Square Enix. We just think of like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, but it had all that other back tone to it and those other IP and such that yeah. that came together with that. So you're I, not I just Sammy used to be a publisher too. He used to do uh, Galarians and all that on PlayStation. They used to make their own games. They haven't done it in years since they went over, but they Didn't... they went more of the Konami route with the yeah pachinko machines yep. and health machines and. That, but that. that's also a part of it. Like you have to weigh that when you're buying this. You're not just padding Game Pass. Now all of a sudden you have all this coin op stuff, and like you have these other type machines that you're not adding on to an mm-hmm. Office 365 subscription or Game Pass subscription. Didn't Sammy have a fighting series? For some reason in my mind they have a fighting series that they're famous for. Am I missing something? Uh, I'm sure they have. I mean, they haven't released a game ever since the PS2. I think Galarians was like one of the last. Galarians. Really, it was, but they've had some other games in that little in the PS1 early PS2 era. They were they released games before that merger. I wouldn't be surprised. So, but yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it's like you said. I don't. I don't. You know that 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 little thread they had on there. Microsoft wanted you know Sega's PC business. They're reaching Asia. Uh, it, it helped build some strength on there, but I, I don't think they want Sammy. So I, I think part of that deal was like they probably wanted to buy the Sega operations and not take Sammy with them. Yeah, or they, they, they had to. They have to sell off Sammy and see if they can make money off yeah. that. But whether you can do that or not, I, I, I got a feeling that I bet you Sammy was willing to sell Sega, but they probably asked him more than what they're actually worth. Because like you know, you, you get that blood in the water. Like hey, we, we, you know, we make we almost make a billion dollars. I think what was it, nine hundred million a year or something like that? We were saying profit wise from like Sega that they have to sit there and like, all right, we got to factor this out if we get rid of right, them. right. So it was like, you know, they're probably asking like whatever they believe their fair market share is to get out of that business, and you know, you lose those IPs for your pachinko machine, so you got to go back yep. and get those relicensed. So Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear is the fighting series I was thinking of. Oh, that's owned Which by for Arch a while. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's owned by Arch for, now. for a while was a Sega or a Sammy thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was. It has to be that one. That That's be one that makes sense. Yeah, I was around that time. Yeah, because that was a weird thing seeing that Sega Sammy logo. Like, who's this going to? Who's who's this? How can they buy Sega? Like, they just got out of making consoles and being one of the big producers of hardware and software and like the best experiences we can get in the industry. How are they a thing now? But yeah, I mean, that's why they, they went ahead and just did ABK. So, I mean, it makes sense for their mobile stuff. It makes sense for the catalog for Game Pass. Uh, yeah. it, it all make you know, and they're going to get it. They're going to get ABK, man. There's nothing in there to argue outside outside of it. I mean, the only thing that out of that. They're not test, seeming, they're not, the FTC is not really seeming to bring it home, right? And some of these court what, cases, they just come down to that. And they don't seem to be really convincing anybody of otherwise. Well, everything they submitted for evidence is all previous to the the merger announcement, you know, it's like 2019. It's like, they can't use it as evidence. So it's like, yeah, they yeah. said this before, but you can make the argument like, Oh, you know, that was at the times that was, a, you know, heated argument, you know, we don't do that anymore. It's four years from now. I mean, the only thing that I yeah. think holds weight was that Todd Howard email, because I was right at the merger thing where, you know, he asked like, Hey, I w- was under the impression that we were going to release everything on, you know, all consoles yeah. and even try to figure out ways to move stuff to Nintendo. Now I'm being asked to hold stuff back for Xbox. And so, and it wasn't like he was mad about it. He's just asking a question, like, I'm kind of confused on why we didn't get that same deal as what they're, they're telling Activision can do. 
And then I think when they questioned Todd, uh, you know, Todd about it, he's like, well, you know, right now it's just a case by case basis. Yeah. So I felt uh, see, bad for I felt bad for Pete Hines, another Bethesda guy. Like, I guess he's the step below Todd Howard. Yeah. And he was like, you were quoted as saying you were upset that PS5 players couldn't play Starfield. You know, what do you mean by that? What is what is that? What does that mean to you? And he's like, that's a huge part of our audience that all of a sudden won't get access to this game. That yeah. that matters to me if they're if they're. We use the term crying and certain aspects right in this industry but yeah. like if they're if a fan base is upset and they have loved our games for 30 years at this point that they've been making this type of western rpg and they've been synonymous with this type of experience and all of a sudden we're gonna like and they're they're not gonna have access to that when for a while remember with the bethesda thing it was up in there for like six months we didn't mm-hmm. know it was back and forth i'm sure there's podcasts where we talk about they don't know they won't confirm they won't confirm or deny whether starfield's yeah. coming to I think at the time it was the next generation PlayStation, right? Or PS4. Where like where is Starfield going to? So as a creator, you know, money talks and money is paying for that development and and marketing and all those sorts of things, but you don't want to cut off as an artist it would be weird to to align it with a certain thing. Say like a, you know, Apple Music's coming to you to be exclusively on Apple Music, but you know your Spotify listeners are not going to be able to partake in their usual playlist and their sharing and their numbers and all the things that they're used to with being in that ecosystem. Right. Mm-hmm. I know music's a little bit different, but, and there's ways to get music even easier than a video game title. But, you know, all of a sudden you're saying, Hey, this platform that you're invested in and that you use every day and you're comfortable with, and you share with your friends and you get on there and ha- it's a social platform. And all of a sudden you won't be able to partake in that media that you've been looking forward to that we've shown off before on that device right i don't know i think that's the only out of the everything like you said they don't, out of everything they said all that testimony is probably the only thing that hurts their case but i don't think it's enough because it's not like they're going to take a huge chunk of the industry and so but i mean you can look at it like it puts something on the radar that way i think microsoft at this point has to be careful with abk because at this point they they go too far in exclusives if they try to buy somebody else they're gonna they're gonna get thrown out in their face every time you know what i mean yeah so yes. now it's like you have to be like all right and it makes sense. Microsoft did it because, you know, they didn't. What else they had coming out this year other than those Bethesda games? They needed it. I just think it would have been better if they would have just did the whole Obama putting the medal on himself thing. Like, we have Bethesda <laughs> give an exclusive <laughs> yeah. game for this because they paid. Microsoft paid for the contract. Presidential Medal of for, Game of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> they paid for two years of exclusivity of Starfield. You know what I mean? And just did that. And they'd be like, well, yeah, it's coming to everything else after two or three years. You know, by then it's already, you know, your audiences are mostly deflated on the on the you know the xbox ecosystem they're probably moving on to some other game in their ecosystem so by then it doesn't really right. matter if it goes somewhere else and you make extra money for the other players who haven't played it so and those deals have been place if have been in place now for two generations yeah like we're all used to it it's just now out there it's now a thing and it used to be just trivial things like dlc or get your first call of duty uh map on playstation yeah. and it's still certain things to that extent but it's not which I don't think I've ever been upset know. about. People are upset about like, oh, you get this extra skin on PlayStation. I'm like, you can fucking have mine. I don't even use that shit. It's like it's not even that big of a deal seller to me. Right, but people will talk about it. But when you look at how things broke down for like that 360 and PS3 generation, yeah. that marketing, those marketing deal things mattered, especially with Call of Duty. I don't think it's that much of a force as much as it was. Like the three of us, do we have any interest outside of Warzone? I think and no. We can but play Warzone on everything. I think the last shitty Except one was Switch. what was what the modern warfare where you got an extra mode remember that was only exclusive to playstation which was kind of shitty i mean the skin stuff is like whatever dude I, yeah I, 
you get to look like Captain Price. I'm like, ah, oh, who gives a fuck? I mean, who, I mean, there's probably like 500 people who are mad they can't come out there as Captain Which Price. Which sucks, but like, do you, <laughs> if it means that much, if that bit of that experience means that much, is that keeping you from investing in that other platform? Yeah. If that was like my go-to, so sorry, if KD was only available on Switch, would you buy the Switch version of no. Warzone just to get KD on I bought KD version? as a joke. I don't need KD in my Warzone, so. I need KD in my <laughs> Warzone. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need anything, man. Now, if you, if you told me, like, hey, this this whole access area of a game, like an RPG, is like, all right, it's only available yeah. on this one console, that changes yeah. me. All right, I'd be like, all right, that's bullshit. You know, that's like you're, you're cutting off piece parts of the game that you get later on. It's like, that was that, um... Or like the war, the the water temple is only available on Xbox. Yeah, you'll just I, they'll I, just give it to you on PlayStation. And you go to the next temple. My favorite was what it tells uh, yeah, tells of Vesperia, Vesperia, which uh, which you had um, came on 360. It was Xbox exclusive over here, but you know in Japan there was parts of the game that you found the character that was not available in there until PS3. Like you could find it in the 361 where they made the references that we never got here. That just came to the ps3 version that we never got that's weird so, so like their their references to the character were in there it's the same thing with like a tells of symphonia remember because it was gamecube exclusive it came yeah. out later on ps2 the ps2 had more content so it's outside of the 60 <laughs> frames per second but um and it's funny because uh, i watched i watched a, I watched a uh, vtuber like a v singer that I've, i recently got into and she did like a whole like tells of karaoke and she was just asking questions like like all right and she sung the theme song for Tales of Symphonia. She's like, or what's the first console you play Tales of Symphonia? And like 90% of the people chose PS2. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, we didn't even get that version over here. But everybody <laughs> fucking Japan played that shit on PS2. So. Yeah. I mean, look at the install base, right? That's what that that's what that stuff comes down to. Yeah. Look at the install base. You're either catering to your install base or you're trying to go grow your install base. There's a reason they dropped the PS4 or the P... <laughs> Let me back it down. There's a reason they dropped the PS3 from... What was it 399 to 249 or something all at one time and had a new model and uncharted 2 and all that stuff that's doing grow install base and PlayStation Plus subscriptions of that era. Damn, we ended off on a tangent on that one. I blame I blame uh, Brent who had nothing to do with this tangent. This is going to be a quick game to play. <laughs> it is Brent. Like, he's like Brent don't put that shit on me. I didn't put that in the news. We weren't supposed to talk about it. We we're talking about Starfield physical release might not happen. Now Brent we said, get, did I do that? <laughs> now we can get into <laughs> like the, a Chris to the, yeah. <laughs> we can get into the real news. Oh, the real news? We the just real been, we just news. been breathing around the bush for forty five minutes. Talk about uh, court cases that actually uh, amount to something. And yeah. we, get more, we get more juicy news tomorrow, boys. Yeah, more juicy, more juicy oh, gosh. news. We've been beating around the bush. I think uh, there's. We said we all need KD. <laughs> I mean, you can't buy him anymore. He's off the store, right? I don't think he's on there anymore. I think he was only for that season two or something. He's on there. Last time I looked, he was. Oh, on is that he still on there? Maybe still. it's because yeah. I, maybe because I'm I already own him. It's like no, you can't look at Katie and well, buy him for a second. Because I thought about I think one one week. I don't think it was last week. I think it was a week before. You were like, yeah. I'll sell my copy. It, it'll it's worth more because it's got Katie <laughs> on it. And then I saw him on there. I was like, oh, Cesar's so not. He's not gonna take this. Well, it just undercut his market. He can't sell yeah. his account. Yeah, hey man, Katie's I gotta say, there. hey, as soon as they put Chris Paul in there and buying him too, man, I'm gonna get the whole squad in there. Which one's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Wizards? Wizards legend Chris Paul? <laughs> Uh, he got traded to the Clippers. 
they, Brent, he, uh, this player was on this team for like 16 hours and then he got traded again. Well, what's funny is like he he was not not to the Clippers, to the Warriors. He was part yeah. of the Clippers like almost the majority of his career and he kept losing to the Warriors in the playoffs. And now he's going to the Warriors where he used to talk shit about Steve Kerr all the time. Now he plays for Steve Kerr. If you can't beat him, join him. Hey, man, whatever it takes to win a ring. He's like, I think he'll be 38 this year. He's going he's only got um, I mean, you can't beat father time forever. So. I've been telling myself the same thing. Hey, man, I've been losing my battle every freaking hour. <laughs> Brent, take us home. Make us stop talking. Stop. All we talk about is basketball. Brent, they're coming Dubs. out with my, my Hero Academia basketball jerseys. It's happening. Is that in the Nintendo Direct? I, <laughs> I hope so. I remember that part. I'm, uh, about to, God. I'm about to spend Oh, this one's by jerseys. order. God bless yes, Mara Station. God bless Mara Station. Because Thank you, Mara Station, friend of the show. They put so, everything in order. Thank God. I, I didn't watch the... the I didn't watch the English one, so it's the okay. stuff I saw was different. So some of the stuff there, would be new for me. Was there any differences? Uh, yes. I didn't get the JS Dance bullshit. Do you want to highlight uh, those at the end? Like the stuff you remember? There was a, uh, you know, the, you know, those horse racing games, like a, like winning posts, like Gallup racer or winning. Yeah, post? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got one that's 2d that's coming out. They didn't put It's very Japanese and it's coming out over here too. And it's like, but you do it with like anime girls and then like they're racing across <laughs> around the track. And it's coming on PS4 and Switch. And I was, like, I, was, I was watching this like, what the fuck am I watching, man? I've seen enough videos with anime girls with horses. <laughs> no, there's no horses. They're just running and like on a track like horses. <laughs> what? So, sorry, what was that stream you used to watch with the random, like, the people oh with the horses? Oh, my God. Horses, man, I forgot about that. Horses yeah, the, with, like, Japanese streamers. Out. It's the gambling streams where people would pay money for gambling. And they were, like, uh, it would, like everybody they bet on would, like, lose at the end or something. It would always be some random person from, like, the end. That wins. I forgot what it's called. Oh, we used to watch this for hours. If Brent hasn't seen this, we gotta find it and send it yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent, it was like a horse race, but there would be random shit that would happen. Like the horse would stretch out like Gumby, or somebody would take a would be close to the finish line. They'd take a bat and beat the beat the hell out of the other. <laughs> yeah, horse. they wouldn't win. You're like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, it was so great. But they would be would, like a clown would be the jockey. It was so random. All right, all right, all right, guys, look this up real quick. It's called Uma Musume, Pretty Derby. Pretty Derby? This is the anime uh, girls? Uma Musume. Pretty I thought Derby. Uma, Umi is ocean. No, yeah, yeah, Umi is ocean, but this is Uma Musume. Pretty Derby, I see it. And the girls are just running around? Yeah, they're acting like horses. Oh, it's a they're mobile acting. title. Yeah, it's coming. The uh, mobile com- game, within 10 months of release, grossed nearly $965 million in Japan by t- December 16th, 2021. A mobile game, a billion dollars, oh, one billion dollars. Okay. And then uh, the other one they had on there was uh, uh, Mamede Bakuru, which looked like I thought it was a, uh, a Goemon when I saw it. I was like, "Holy shit, this is Goemon!" But it's not. It's um, it's uh, but it's a Goemon style game. Apparently, it's made by uh, Feel Good, the people who did the uh, Yarn Kirby games. They didn't show that over here. Oh, so I was like, "Damn, ridiculous." It looks it looks crazy stupid, right? And they're all ass like they're they're literally <laughs> anime running like they're like around <laughs> <yeah. laughs> a run a horse track. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there like, what the fuck am I watching, man? Oh, they're kicking up dirt. <laughs> then I then I went and watched the the American uh you know the American direct. I was like, oh, that one wasn't on there, and then the Goemon ripoff wasn't on there. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, those are the only two ones that stood out to me. And then they got the board game ones that are like oh. we never get over here. That's hard. They have tails, man. I think I'm out. They have tails <laughs> coming out of their backsides. <laughs> They're training. Uh, They're training like tracksuits, and then they just haul ass. Yeah, I just want like, it because it looks fucking 11. ridiculous. Yeah, it looks fucking ridiculous. I just want it. It's coming I, out worldwide. Yeah. I just thought this direct was hilarious because the first like 
I don't know, handful of announcements. Every like a bunch of people in the comments are just z z z z z z. Oh, I, I disable comments, man. Fuck comments. And it's oh, I I literally I just watch. Come it here for, for your the, hot takes for for the whole uh, for the hilarity because once like once the direct started popping off, there was none of that. Um, so they started off with. Uh, another look at the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, DLC, the hidden treasure uh, of Area Zero. So good. Uh, it's looking really good. It looks like a off. new. It looks like a new Pokemon game, right? It almost looks like a, it doesn't look like an expansion. It was like a full fucking release. Yeah. yeah. And that goes into the um, stuff for the Teal Mask and Indigo Disc. Um, so you think says, this is where we have to pay for the, all the bug fixes? Is this the one? This is how we get it? Probably. Uh, going back to our that's a callback going back to our previous <laughs> statement yeah let them fix it re-release it with all the shit on it don't pay yeah, 70 dollars day man. one you have to yeah you have to buy the fucking dlc to get it but i think like cyberpunk's not doing that shit you get all the the fixes without having to buy the the expansion so and i still keep seeing that logo for that game we said looks like cyberpunk it throws me off every time <laughs> the one we talked about last week yeah i'm sorry brand go for it man uh, we got another look at Sonic Superstars, like a more in-depth look. Um, it went over about, like, there's four-player couch co-op and... Couch co-op. Uh, I don't think it's online at all. Yeah. yeah. Brand, this this game looks rough, man, on Switch, doesn't it? It looks awful. That video on Switch was bad. <laughs> pretty bad. I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I might, I might buy this on next uh, current-gen consoles. Yeah. Which says he's always he always enjoys the Pokemon releases. I think he's playing Sword right now. He's enjoying that one. Um, and I think this got confirmed to be coming out near another title. Like it's four days uh, after, right? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 crowding. Um, October October's getting very crowded already. Some of those will move, which we they know, have to. but they have yeah. To. I mean, you can't beat some of the Amigo game of the year, man. There's no fucking way. It's coming to Quest. I'll, I'll probably get the Quest version. You should. I'm, I'm going to be all up in the controllers shaking it my be, maracas. It might be on your future announcement version that it's coming up in the next story beat. It might be. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Um. Next up was uh, Palea. 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 Um. Just says build the build the life of your dreams in this. Uh, uh, with players from all over the world in this simulator where you can discover the mysteries of this world. Free-to-play. It looked good for a free-to-play title. Yeah. Becoming um, this holiday season, uh, we got a more in-depth look uh, at Persona 5 Tactica. Um, and surprisingly, not Persona 3 Remake. It did not... It was rumored, you know, yeah. to kind of be here, but it never showed up. Maybe maybe later, maybe next Switch hardware, next <laughs> Nintendo hardware, maybe. maybe. Maybe we advised we advised you to put it on the next Nintendo hardware. Yeah, maybe they the actually NS. listened to them on like uh, NX. UBS, Ubisoft didn't listen Ubisoft. to them. They just said, <laughs> so, like, here's another expansion for the thing you told us to hold off on." So Twitch <laughs> told me we got a sexually explicit message, and I said I hit accept, and then it was nothing there. So if y'all see something on your end on the chat, I I didn't see it. I don't know. It, prob uh, it probably got blocked because yeah, they, it, it they blocked us. I told it to accept. It. Yeah. No. It said it was blocked. I told it to accept, and I can't see anything. They came for the sex machines and just saw us talking, so they're trying to start it hey, back. Hey, we up have again. a certain audience. Yeah. But they went over um, like some of the uh, some of the battle, the gameplay. It looks pretty good. It's 
to me, it did, like we talked about the other uh, last week. This looked like a 3DS as mm. ass game. Yeah. Um, this was this was a 3DS game, man. This this was that yeah. Persona Q thing. This was gonna be Persona Q5 or whatever it was. Yeah. Persona 5Q or whatever they fucking call it. Right. Release release something for that platform. We have 110 million versions out of. I mean, which which is cool. Consoles I mean, we get, out of. We get it on what? We get it on Switch. We get it on Steam. We get it on PlayStation 4, 5. We get it on Xbox One, Xbox Series. So it's a, a lot of people get to play it. That's yeah. good that Xbox is getting the love on these. Sometimes they're on the outs on JRPG stuff. Uh, and Game next, Pass. It's on Game Pass. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. They it's not won. the birthday gift I wanted, but it's the birthday gift I got. Don't you have another one? I feel like I saw another date out there. Uh, it's coming up later in the show, I believe. It's okay. the one that's okay. the true gift to me. Okay. Not for some. Make sure you highlight it when you see it. Oh, you'll you'll know it. It's something that we played in 1995, and it's back again. Uh, next we got to look <laughs> at uh, Myth Force. Uh, Myth Force is a first-person, um, like multiplayer online hack and slash this inspired good. inspired by like saturday morning cartoons yeah. i this haven't seen this great. one great this was not on the one i watched so i watch watched this trailer russell's texting me the whole time he's like dude this looks awesome it has a D flair to it where yeah it's like the cartoon characters from saturday mornings but i did watch the cartoon with, characters uh, i did watch the cartoons from saturday morning yeah. this will be your jam i promise you you'll like this one uh, no date on this. It just says available later this year. Ooh, Brant, boo, Brant, <laughs> boo. I'm not going to rant about uh, all the updates we aren't getting on Splatoon 3, but we are getting the new uh, Splatfest. Which yeah, but is, just, uh, is this the PlayStation one? Yes, <laughs> you got it. You, ne- you nailed it, man. Yeah, they, yeah, the Inklings and all them, they're coming over. Yeah, I see whipped cream and uh, other delights. I think that's... <laughs> The, the latest cream. Yeah, the latest uh, Splatfest will uh, involve your favorite flavor of ice cream. Will be uh, vanilla versus strawberry versus mm-hmm. mint chip. No, I, I like love that. cookies and cream. So, so I don't have a contestant. I like uh, yeah. Oreo. Where's the Oreo? Oh, which is cookies and cream. Pick pick your flavor and uh, battle it out. Cookie dough is also a solid pick. Um. Then we got a look at a. Surprise uh, return of Detective Pikachu. Was the English done by Danny DeVito? As I watched the Japanese one, I didn't hear the English one. Was I don't Danny think DeVito on there? so. It didn't sound like Danny DeVito. <laughs> Richard, don't don't seriously take me don't take me serious. <laughs> I mean, I'm, th- I'm thinking I would be more interested. It's not him. Just him reading off lines of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's playing as Detective yeah. Pikachu. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? <laughs> I read. I just read this long thread of the making of oh, Batman geez. Returns, so I'm deep into the Danny DeVito stuff. Um, Detective Pikachu is coming to Nintendo Switch uh, October 6th. So there again, you got another game crowding October. Um, next was birthday game. The- birthday game. A uh, pretty large uh, explosion of. Oh man, I, I know that soundtrack like the back of my hand, man. I was. Oh my gosh, uh, people! People were extremely excited about this. This was a game club game before your day, Brant. But I yes, think Brent. you played along with us know. at the time. I did not. I was going to, but know. just never, never got yeah. around to it. Yeah. This is the remake for Super Mario RPG. It is a one to one. Remake. It looks fucking amazing. 
amazing in a updated <laughs> art style. Same same composer. She's back. She's remaking the. She's back. Yep, it's a Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 composer, right? Yoko Shimomura. Uh, right? she's done a lot of stuff for Square Enix, so I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. A yeah. bunch of like mana, later mana titles. I mean, this, this was a, this was a SquareSoft game, so I yeah, mean, so she, yeah. Someone noted this is not my observation, but I, I feel like we would be amiss if we did not mention this on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Super Mario RPG came out like a year before Final Fantasy VII, so it was this. It was a highlight of the culmination of the relationship between SquareSoft and Nintendo by using their characters for an incredible RPG. A uh, friend of the show, Joel, who designed our intro and outro music, he says this game taught him how to read. Like, he said this was the reason he wanted to learn to read scripts and, like, get into RPGs and things like that. And then within a year, you had Final Fantasy VII famously going, leaving the cartridge format, coming out on PlayStation. Didn't this come out after the N64 came out? <laughs> mm, I think it was right before. I remember playing this when I was in... Right before? Fifth grade? I was yeah. in fifth grade when this came out. I bought, we bought it at launch day and got it. I put a lot of hours in this game. A lot, a lot of fucking hours. But I, so many a... times I've gotten to the end and like, oh, I wasn't strong enough to beat <laughs> Smithy. And I had to like, all right, let me just start from scratch and do it again. So many fucking times I restarted. So many times. It's in a very important title for the Super Nintendo, for Nintendo, for Squaresoft, for RPGs. And to have this on a new platform. We've had it on... I know it came out on Wii. I know it came out on Wii U. Did it ever get a 3DS release for the new 3DS that played mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games? I didn't think so. But it came out on the Super oh, Nintendo no. Classic, the SNES yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. It was it's probably not your... been released on the online. People have been asking for it for yeah. the, the Switch that's, online stuff. That's right. That's why it hasn't, because they were doing this in the background the whole time. Hell yeah. So the important thing to note is now you don't have to pay $300 for this or $200 for Super Nintendo Classic, whatever it is. You can get this for $60 on a platform that is still currently supported and they have 115 million consoles out there same thing and but it this will be available incredible. november 17th of this year a day which will live in infamy i will always remember it as the playstation 3 uh launch day it's almost every playstation launch day it's almost, almost every single playstation launch day and an important day for cesar in which he also picked up multiple playstations <laughs> Were yeah, then I think uh, what was it? Uh, Nintendo beat me by like six months. So <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what were they were like July, July eighty three, and I was like November. So it was like, like yeah, four, five months. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but we didn't stop there. We have more Mario. But wait, there's more. Uh, we have our first look. Um, it was very short little look at a brand new untitled game featuring princess peach super princess and peach 2 let's fucking go they made a big deal with that's an incredible game they made a big deal about where she was standing in the game do you think that's going to be like an nfc integration or some sort of i, I mean that's the gimmick but what is that you think i'm not sure i mean so it's it's cool i mean like all this mario stuff coming out so yeah, oh yeah. i mean it's kind of like a no-brainer like hey Look at all this great Mario stuff coming in the pipeline. So yeah, eighteen billion of you watched the movie. So here's more stuff it's, for this I think franchise. Still the highest grossing movie of the year. Still, it's like one point three billion. I think. I think I think it's Guardians Guardians in second place at like eight hundred thirteen million, and I think Spider Verse is like a third or fourth. So it's not that many movies. I think Fast 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 and the Furious Fast X. I think is like third place. 
it's not like it used to be back in the days where not, it's not often where movies break a billion now. So like this is the only movie this year that broke a billion dollars. So what do y'all think uh, they'll do with that uh that platform she stands on? So listeners, watch the trailer for sure. It's very brief for the Princess Peach one. I showed my kids this and they were very excited. But they made a point surprised. to say that she stands. All of us were. They made a point to to say like when she stands at a certain point, she gets this ability. I don't I think know. it was ice. It looked like she was on the stage of like a theater and yeah. stuff kept like changing around her and like different scenes and stuff. So which is a very Miyamoto-esque trope for storytelling. And puppeteer. Be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, he's, he's I mean, never heard of that game. And he's and, and he's he's not doing that fucking I can movie speak anymore. for him. He's never heard of that game. He he's went not, to that booth. I yeah. guarantee you that dude oh, played yeah. puppeteer. <laughs> I yeah, or no, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, he's still like, ah, I don't know what that game is. He's never heard of a PlayStation. Oh, God bless Insomniac. Insomniac was just happy. Like, hey, maybe he ins- we inspired him a little bit. Nah, I never heard of Ratchet and Clank. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? Mario Galaxy? Was it Mario Galaxy they yeah, were saying? Yeah, I think yeah. they came out with Ratchet and Clank Future first, I think, or something like that, where it came out a little bit before or something like that, where it had that, that gravity mechanic. Um, Along with that announcement, we got the announcement that Luigi Mansion, uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, that was originally for the 3DS, uh, is getting a remake for the Switch, arriving sometime next year. Granted, so begins a remake in 3DS games. Here we go. It, I think I remember something about somebody saying that, that there was a Luigi Mansion remake or mm-hmm. something that was supposed to come uh, Some, somebody... to the Switch. Somebody had floated around online, like, everything we saw in this direct, they had everything. Like, somebody floated 100%, like, a day or two before. Like, some of the, like, the insiders were like, somebody's got their hands on this cookie, man. But I, no, I, I think I remember, like, a year or so ago, you know, they were they were talking about, there's a bunch of stuff from the GameCube that's supposed to get, you know, remastered or re-released on Switch. Remastered. Like, like, um... F Zero and our Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes and yeah, yeah, we're supposed to get all this different stuff released or Switch PNO PNO three or uh, Sonic Gems Collection. I oh, just keep PNO going all day. Thing. That sounds good. Yeah, but, so uh, Richard, we're talking about the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the game that you did not beat. Uh, I didn't beat it either. I so, got to the third mansion and I was like, why is there multiple mansions? And I stopped. Yeah, so. I think we both stopped at the same point. I was like, oh, it's high mansions. One of my kids played through the first game on Switch with their uncle, and they've been clamoring for the second one since then. Like, we need to play this. We need to play this. And I'm telling them, it's on a handheld. It's not the same as what we were doing before. We can't easily, like, one of us, one of us no, has no, to no. hold it, and we all join together and do this. Like, it's not a. Don't don't you say that, Richard? There's if you go on eBay. They got they got some modded ones that have HDMI and you put you paid oh, hundreds hundreds of dollars. We could have done that. And then played on the TV and, and just instead <laughs> we will get a now we have a dedicated Luigi's Mansion box, right? Except for the arcade the arcade one with the vacuum uh cleaner controller thing. The only one the first one's not been re released, right? That's the first one that's no. yeah. yeah, we got it for Switch. No, we didn't. What did I play it on? GameCube? I GameCube, guess we yeah. played on GameCube. I think it got released on 3DS, but that was it. Yeah, it did. I it, thought they it, came it, to Switch for some Remember, that was the whole thing you were so excited about. Like, the 3D mechanic. Oh, the original thing it was made for. I don't know why yep, you sound like Dr. Ron. I, I don't 
don't you're know, right. I like Doc Brown in my head, but that's how you were saying. When it no, you're out. right, because they, they originally <laughs> intended that uh, First Luigi's Mansion to be compatible with 3D displays. And then we finally got it for 3DS. No, you're right. I thought they were all on there for some reason. Damn. That's a missed opportunity. I'm looking for you, buddy. I'm looking for you right now. I'm looking for 3DS with HDMI out so you can play that, too. I'm not buying one of those, no matter how much, <laughs> no matter how many hundreds of dollars it is. Ooh. I've seen some DS capture kits, and they're ridiculously expensive. They yeah. Mm-hmm. I see some VTubers well, using them from time to time. I was like, damn. I would. A lot of people that did the modding for those were actually over in Japan. But once they passed that law to where you can get criminally charged for modding those things everybody had to stop so yeah that would that would uh change my outlook on doing modifications it's not weird it's bad over there because i think like I, I read a lot of manga online it doesn't get translated over here sometimes and so like they they got people over here like hey we'll pay for you to like scan stuff and send it to us and people are like wow. don't do this you will fucking go to jail for yeah. so long don't fucking yeah. do this <laughs> the only do is if you get caught they're like they were telling people like don't do this if you live in japan do not do this is that what Yuji Naka was doing? Uh, he wish he did. He'd probably do less. Uh, he'd actually, probably do more time if he did that. Japan's weird, man. Um, next up, we had a very weird announcement. Uh, at least from from my Richard. I know you're thought. very excited about it, but USB C and inbuilt capture card, red and new Uh-oh. Nintendo 3DS XL. How much? A low price of uh, five hundred seventeen dollars. That's sure. I mean, it's a PS. Or it's Xbox Series X with the new price increase. <laughs> It's fine. Plus tax. <laughs> they even got one with the year of Luigi edition. It's eight hundred dollars. No, sure. <laughs> what, um, what year is that? Every year is the year of Luigi. <laughs> it's all. It's all. It's. I never. We, I don't think we got this one. Cause For it's all like who it's, celebrate. It's uh. It's the old school 3ds. Like the you know the glossy one. Awada was all over the year of Luigi. That might have been part of his last. Yeah, ad campaign stuff. I saw. I saw they give him uh, the shout out in the credits of the movie too. He was on there. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um. Let's see. Back to the direct here. No, we did Grant, get back to going off the rails. We we did get uh, Batman the Arkham trilogy. So that's um Arkham not Knight, the, Arkham Asylum, not the Japanese one. So I and Arkham City. That. Um, which that's comes, a big get. Which comes with all the DLC. I wondered how this was gonna be done. If it was going to be cloud-based, if it was... It's been clarified. Basically, the cartridge uh, does come with the first game on it, and the other two are download only that, of course, can't be played without the cartridge inserted. Uh, of so. Yeah, but it's native, though. It's native. As one does. It'll I mean, this is a big like get. on the I, Switch, so... Yeah, I, and there's other ways to play those at this point, but you have, again, we're to that point. You have a platform. We have 110, 115 million consoles out there. It's an easy bet for them, and it's easy funding, I guess, for Rocksteady's, whatever they're next. Uh, I like Arkham Asylum a lot, so I think I'm, I'm okay with just owning Arkham Asylum. On the just having a physical copy of that. <laughs> I need to play That's it. That's just me. It's, it's playable That's on me. Steam Deck. I need to download the Steam Deck when I play it. I don't. I don't think I'm paying I more than $20 for it, but I do like Arkham Asylum that much. I did not like uh, Arkham Knight that much, so. Arkham City is probably the best one, though. Yeah. It's almost a reminder, like, getting all of them at once. It's almost a reminder of the Wii U days when we got those weird offshoot ports. And it's like, why didn't we get the whole thing or the newest one? Like, why did we get uh, Arkham City as a launch title instead of Arkham Origins or whatever was coming up? Or both of them, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. It was just this bizarre Wii U port I mean, decision. Like, Mass Effect 3. We got Mass Effect 3 instead of the yeah. trilogy. 
Why? But that was that was the best version of what city, right? Was the one on Wii U, right? I think that was the, the one that was out. Yeah. yeah. And Splinter Cell. Was it Splinter Cell Blacklist, I think, with the touchpad controls is the is the preferred version? I don't think they ever added the extra stuff on any other version of Arkham City, correct, Brent? I think it was only on that Wii U one, right? I think is so. Is it on this yeah. one? Can you use the touch screen for anything? Mm-hmm. They didn't clarify. Oh, no. Other than it's art as a uh, Batman Arkham trilogy is coming to Nintendo Switch, excluding yeah. Origins and excluding Blackgate. So next up, I'm gonna knock out a couple for you, Brant. Uh, board game Gloomhaven. Take your mercenaries through dungeons in this mix of turn-based and card games. Gloomhaven will be released on September 18th. What did Russell say about that one? I, I messaged Russell. Break. said this is a Russell game through and through. He said, "Let's play the board game I have it." And I'm <laughs> so it is a real board game. Holy <laughs> <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> So a uh, friend of the show, Russell, uh, co-launcher of No Podcast, he has a dedicated board game table. So it's a it looks like a kitchen table, and then you take the lid off, and you've got like a sunken, felted area. Like it's a legit uh, board game area. So as soon as something like that comes up, he's like, I got the real one. Let's play the real one. Don't play the digital copy. <laughs> and then he uh, same like with Catan. Hours. Yeah, it puts 40 hours of Catan on the Switch. So Yeah. Yeah, and Catan is nonsense to me. I like to sit to the side and drink. Yeah, every time y'all try to get me in there for some Catan, I'm like, I'm trying to sneak out the door. I'm like, I'll just walk home. Nope. Yep. I'm like, oh, you're trading sheep for roads. That's funny. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I, uh, I can't even play fucking Risk. I don't know why I want to play Catan. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> just Dance 2024. Uh, Station notes a short trailer with the songs that will, re- will be released in this edition on to October 24th. I mean, when did they just come out with Just Dance and just do like the expansion packs and I just pay $60 for expansion pack? I don't know. When, when do we get to that point? So I, I saw the notes at the bottom of this. You watched the Japanese one. This is a it's basically like a physical song pack for this year. If you still have 2023 and you're paying for the Just Dance Live or whatever they call it, like the yeah, subscription, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you'll get all the extra songs that are going to come to this one. You just don't get the on cart version of 2024 is my yeah, understanding. But, but none of them are in cart. They're all code in the boxes. But you don't have a code in the box license for 2024 until you get 2024. Even Holy if you have 2023 in the lab. What is with Ubisoft in this fucking chart of like, oh, you have this version. Oh, you buy this one. You get like it's like Guitar Hero. Version. It's almost like Guitar Hero. Before I get it. It's licensing. I went get it. Into I, get the, it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But it sucks ass, man. Come on. All right. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. I agree. Next up was Silent Hope. Seven warriors were joined together in this action RPG with changing dungeons to face monsters. You almost Silent sound like a Nintendo Direct person when you, sound, when you talk like that. It's pretty good. <clears throat> Silent Hope comes to Nintendo Switch <laughs> on October 3rd. Seven warriors were joined together in this action RPG with changing dungeons to face monsters. Silent Hope will be released on October 3rd. It's pretty good, yeah. They should fire that other person to hire you. <laughs> Next up on Nintendo Switch, in sept- <laughs> on September 8th, this mix of sim farming and RPG is making a comeback ahead of its release. That's, of course, a farming. If I have to hear about another cozy farming game, farming sim game, Dude, I swear to God, that was the last though. fucking direct. The shit out of yeah. it. it was nothing. There's there's like four or five every like single Harvestella. every single game and thing. They're yeah, buying the shit out of them. But it's, you had the you Animal had Crossing re- effect. Yeah, that or you recently had Harvest Moon, Story Seasons, and now you had like uh, was it um. Stardew Valley, which is like yeah. the fucking biggest thing ever made. Now everybody's yeah. just like, I want to be the next Stardew Valley. You know, like the simple fetch simulator where you're, oh, go do this task and oh, do this. And it's like, that's all they want. Yeah. So. 
Uh, next up, we had a look at, we've seen this game before. This is, we all were impressed with this game last year. Hot Wheels Unleashed this was the game we liked. I'm very upset the they didn't put one. on there. Very upset they put on Leading the Way in there. <laughs> Hot Wheels <laughs> Unleashed. Up. Leading the Way to <laughs> the little plastic cars and tracks will be back on October 19th, quote, end quote, from Mara Station. Next up, we saw Manic Mechanics, like a Manic kind Monday. of overcooked, but with car mechanics. Avoid traps and fix cars, July 13th. Should have been Bob the Builder on this thing. All right, continue. Uh, Brant, tell me about that game that should come out on the n- next Nintendo <laughs> Hardware. <laughs> yeah, you like that segue? Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope uh, gets more DLC. Uh, it's second DLC. Um, musical World with new areas and enemies uh, to face. This DLC will be released. Uh, it was released day of the show. Is that, is that, is that the Bomb on there? One? Is that Bomb on there? <laughs> Holy shit. That's Bomb, right? King Bomb to you. Yeah, it's King Bomb. <laughs> Uh, we have a look at, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince, which is kind of oh, good. Dragon Quest mixed with, um, Pokemon. shit. We finally got it, man. We finally got a Dragon Quest Monsters. How long it took us? 20 years? 15? Almost. Yeah. I saw this Press in the a- Japanese direct and I was like, no shit, we're getting this. And I looked Press A to monsters. Getting. Press A to collect monsters. Yep. Someone out there is yelling at the screen. <laughs> Press B. Uh, that it will be released uh, December, <laughs> December, December 1st. Um, we got a surprise. Surprisingly, Pigment 4 was not canceled. No, that's uh, what no, we thought, we thought we'd get 20 minutes of cancellation footage. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, hey, this game's complete. Now it's canceled. Yep, here's how it looked. <laughs> uh, quite a lengthy look uh, going over your new pal. Um Poochie and going underground and there's brand new like glow Pikmin. Um, they got like a dark world, light world theme going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can Howdy. you can explore during the nighttime. This is the first game where you can actually go out at night. So they got they got rid of the time mechanic, which drove me insane in the first game. And I was like, holy shit. Cesar, are you going to try to play that first game still? I'm like two hours into it i actually got further than go. i got the first time because i i think for me of always i'll talk about it later that's a go yeah, brand he looks going. like poochie but they're calling this guy ochi right ochi yeah they're yeah right. they're he looks like I remember they're cousins yeah ochi. uh of course it's still on track to release july 21st and a demo in... demo is available still we still have almost 30 days for a couple days tomorrow days as of yeah. the posting of this recording if i do it tomorrow Oh, uh, it could get canceled. We got so, a couple more days. So a friend of the show, Russell, loves... I don't think he bought Pikmin 3 on Wii U, but he bought Pikmin 3 Deluxe and then bought me a copy because he loved it so much. They love the co-op mechanics of playing through the whole campaign. They showed off a co-op element of of Pikmin 4. Do we know yet? Have y'all seen anywhere if the campaign is, like, fully cooperative? I, I guess right, we'll... But I think, we'll... Somebody just did a deep dive. That's why I found out that they took out the time mechanic. Yeah. Like there were Somebody did a deep dive on Twitter recently about it. Because they're comparing it to Pikmin 2, which is a huge fan favorite, apparently. Well, yeah, because I said they, they brought the dungeons back from Pikmin 2. Yep, which oh, I think that one was fully co-op too. as well, in a certain capacity, but not like... Like, what they showed with the co-op mode on this one is almost like uh, Mario Galaxy, where you just, like, shoot the stars, you're not actually doing anything. And apparently for Russell, that's a deal-breaker. He's got to have the fully co-op campaign, so... Uh, listeners, if you've seen anything regarding that, let us yeah, know. The demo should be in, like, Two days, so yeah. Out. So I got like a buy one get one on Pikmin Four. So if he ends up backing out, then <laughs> somebody else can jump in that 
uh, Pikmin 4 slot that's paid for. If he doesn't end up wanting the uh, co-op campaign. And he'll be sorely disappointed when they uh, do the expansion pack season one and they add the co-op on there. Pikmin 4 Deluxe. I mean, they've the done it like console. literally every Nintendo game has always had some expansion to mm-hmm. it, so I wouldn't be surprised. Co-op awesome. missions! We did get a surprise uh, announcement and drop for Pikmin 1 and 2 HD. Those are uh, GameCube games, uh, Brandon, you were hyping up. They yep, released um, They released digitally, day of the show, and they will be releasing physically in September? October? September, so, end of September. Yeah. I don't know how... The discourse is behind these purchases like Metroid Prime Remastered. Like, are they following up on that success? But I'm curious to know. Um, I haven't looked at like eShop sales or, you know, you know, the, their rankings. Is it number one? Is it number two? Is it top 10? I don't know, man. It's How's that over for my so eShop to, lo- to load now? So I don't even go in there to look at shit unless I have to buy something. It's, it's, it's you just buy it offline and shoot it to the Switch. Yeah. yeah this- hardware. Um, that we got another look at Metal Gear Solid Master Collection yeah. 1. I tried to do the alert sound. It's on all the streamers. Yeah. Um, it, com- it comes out uh, October 24th. We'll include, of course, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, as well as uh, the Wonder Swan uh, titles, as well as the NES titles. Yeah, it's a great um, collection. And we got was, some... This was... Um, confirmed to be physical, but it basically on Switch on the cart will basically just have what you need to get into the game menu, and then you will have to download every single game. I'll not be buying this one. It's no. uh, fr- it's front loaded, and I think it was what, eight gigs, I think, on the cart or something like that. Yeah, which is probably Metal Gear Solid and the old school titles. That's it. We did get a look. The important thing in this one was a look at the menus. So it's got digital strategy guides for each game. Yep. The PSP games. Concept PSP games. art. Uh, the rumor is the Metal Gear Solid Collection 2 has all the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4, 5, and Peace Walker. It's not portable, portable ops. Not portable ops. That's, that remains on PSP. Uh, <laughs> Brant, drop your asset elsewhere. Uh, this looks like a good comprehensive collection for those first few titles with the the like an encyclopedia, the back backstory, the the digital comic is on this one, the graphic mm-hmm. novel thing the that PSP came to ones, PSP. Yeah. yeah, both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Everything yeah. looks great unless you want to use a uh, keyboard and mouse, apparently, which. Yep. Everything outside of. So if you're looking at the SKU and you do not care about what is on your physical media, which we don't know what's on PS5 and is it coming to Xbox? It's coming to X. I, it's, it's, so. it's, it's, I think it's only PS5 and Xbox Series. It's skipping out the last gen, which is yeah. okay. interesting. But, so yeah. we don't know what's on those discs yet, but the Switch actual physical cart is a little limited. Very limited. But the content for the SKU that you will be buying is full of chock full of stuff. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, whether it's you have uh, great broadband internet or you want to be able to play this 20 years from now off the same cart. Those are kind of your factors on as far as those SKUs go. I'm wondering if they come out with like a volume three and they'd be the bastard versions and they'll have like the asset on there and portable ops like that uh, Brian's talking about. <laughs> I mean, the, we already get the bastard version since we get Metal Gear 2 and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. We get the, the NES version. <laughs> we already get the bastard versions. Yeah, they, they put uh, they put some snakes on the bastard version too. Oh, go on. <laughs> 
Oh, now you're excited about Volume 3. I mean, now. I would pay I'll for another Volume 3. three. <laughs> Does everybody have Twin Snakes? Yeah. Okay. I think I went through a phase when, uh, like, I was like, I love Metal Gear Solid so much. And I was like, and when they came out with Twin Snakes on GameCube, I was like, fuck yeah. I went out there and bought it. And, yeah. And went through it again. Even with the uh, weird uh, Silicon Knights uh, founder owner's uh, portrait hanging up in one of the areas. I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. But Yeah. Look at your copies just in case. It's it's one of few GameCube pressings where the label on the top is, like, wrinkling. Like, it has a texture to it almost. I think I got the player's choice. Skies of Arcadia version. is another one. But just look at the top of your disc. You'll see the the top of the thing wrinkling. The top of the. I got two copies wrinkling. of P and O three. That's weird. I just noticed that. Uh, you have a disc. You have a case for both. Yeah. I have disc only. I wouldn't mind a case. Uh, that should be fine. I can, I can we'll talk after the show. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Vampire Survivor released. That is a uh, huge deal. <laughs> August seventeenth. That might be a bigger deal than half the games we talked about so far. Uh. Headbangers Rhythm Royale. Uh, Which looks game, really awesome, man. <laughs> a game um, this looks with, like fun. Uh, with a bunch of pigeons uh, and 20 mini games uh, will arrive on October Halloween. 31st. Yeah. Um, this was a Team 17 joint. Think yeah. uh, like Gang Beasts or Fall Guys, but with dancing with weird penguin bird things. Yeah, uh, th- this is one of the games that Nintendo has more faith in than. Um, one two switch. Oh, Everybody one two switch. <laughs> they put that they put that bitch out to the die, man. There was nothing. They did. There. Yeah. <laughs> those rumors, like uh, Brant had brought up last week, those rumors are true. There's no faith in that. They're just There's, like, oh, just get it yeah. out there. Just it's done. Just we just silently fucking throw it out there. It, throw yeah. it. Uh, Penny's big breakaway. Um, from the I want to play. This looks like Arrow the Arrow the Acrobat. I want to yeah. play yep. Arrow the Acrobat now. The yep. 3D platformer brought to you uh, by the creators of Sonic Mania. Um, oh, is that Christian Whitehead? Guy? This is Christian Whitehead Studio. Yep, yeah. they're not doing the new Sonic game; they're doing this one. Releasing okay uh, early 2024. It looks like what a Saturn game should have been, as far as that next evolution of game design, but with a HD coat would be my description. Um, we got to look at the Wave Five of Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe's Booster Course Pass with a brand new. Um, what was the squeaky clean? I can't remember. It's 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 like a it looks like it takes place in like an oversized bathroom and there's like a bunch of soap and stuff everywhere. Yeah, sque- um, you had squeaky clean sprint. You're right. Sp- yeah, squeaky clean sprint. That's the that's the new level. Almost and like had, something from Toy Commander on Dreamcast. And you, I think what was it? You got Petey Piranha from the GameCube game. That's a yep. new character. Camac. Wiggler. And Wiggler. Wiggler. And Wiggler. You're right. Yep. From the 3DS. I like Kamek. Ever since Kamek Yoshi's Island, where he would like fly across and the it would change the screen when he would drop the wand. I like was that. that. Was that all we got? Was they only show that one level and three new characters? Uh, it says that there are eight new tracks. So eight I'm new guessing, tracks. I'm, I'm guessing it's the brand new track um, that we saw in the in the trailer. One, plus, one it's going to be from Legacy Super tracks. Mario. Yeah, one was from the tour game, the mobile one. I'm trying to see what's in here real quick. Um, we got a look at Star Ocean Second Story R. Yeah, fuck yes. Which this was good. leaked. Um, but yes, the this is an overhaul of. I got a confession, these... guys. What you this love, Star only, Ocean? This is the only Star Ocean I beat out of all the ones I own, which I own every Star Ocean. Well, apparently this is <laughs> this is considered. The only one I got four to the, four to the eighty nine endings. This is considered <laughs> one of 
one of the best, if not the best, um, Star Ocean. Star Ocean game. And Did they do the, no, the HD two D thing with the first remake, or is that new no. to this one? No. I thought so. The no, first one was like the PSP game, right? It's a port of the PSP one. I also have another confession. I went to the Japanese store and bought the the PS4 version since I didn't think we were going to get this like four years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's more of like an Octopath style with that 2D HD. 2.5D, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's 3D uh, 3D rotating camera, but then the characters yeah. are 2.5, yeah. Um. Then we got a look at Wario Which, Move It. Before we move on from that, which I think somebody clarified on Twitter saying that the only reason why this was made because of all the surveys people filled out, Square Enix decided to remake this game. That and the anniversary. So they do listen to the fucking surveys. So so fill out your surveys. Yep. Surveys. I think I have every other Star Ocean game made as well. Every, except every for the Star new Ocean, one, Cesar. Every Star Ocean game is available on PlayStation now. It's a Star Ocean box. Dedicated Star Ocean box? Mm-hmm. Every one of them is available on uh, PS4, PS5 because the PS2 ones are unknownly exclusive to that console unfortunately I thought about getting that new one yeah Yeah. new one's real good it plays like shit on Switch as I'll let you guys know because the it's not compatible and the problem is you can't scale the the text so you're gonna have to get your reading glasses to look really deep in there to see what the fuck they're saying so just FY gentlemen it has to be a supreme old school game like Pixel Remaster that I'll buy on Switch it has to be a first party Nintendo title or it has to be a Nintendo Switch Online title which is not pushing the hardware at this point i'm not getting any of those things any no, things not. outside of that on switch yeah not talking about the steam at deck. all the steam deck version of that the new one is bubble just letting you know oh that's not good no i told you the the text is super small it's not scalable and it's not uh it's not verified for deck so i bought it on pc runs no fine on patches deck. runs really great on deck but it just i can't read i can't read the shit on there unless you get reading glasses oh so just an fy yeah don't don't buy a it for fix right I haven't looked deep into it. I just know somebody in there is like, don't do it. And I did it. And then I put it on deck, uh, deck and I was like, oh, God, uh, this is not playable. WarioWare. Sorry, Brant. I took over. Wario, Wario Move It uh, featuring over 200 games. 200 um, mini games. Is this like a best of? What is this one? It's just brand new. Yeah, but this is what. This should have been like uh, everybody, you know, one, two, switch. This should have been the, what this should have been, man. That's I'm more excited about playing this than I am doing the one two switch bullshit yeah man. everyone should be that knows oh, what they're getting into don't you have a hundred friends that you can sync their phones to everybody one two switch and do whatever the hell they were doing i have a phone i can throw out the window that i don't have to deal with that shit i have two friends and i'm talking to both of them so are you guys doing that <laughs> um that's coming november 3rd um oh. we've got a look at the brand new uh tears of the kingdom amiibos yeah. uh for Ganondorf and Zelda, and then they closed out the show with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, um, which has a interesting new art style. I don't know I want to say Wonderlust. What was that from? Wonderlust. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the brand. Oh, it's a new, movie. Okay. It's, it's a brand new two uh, D. It's a movie Super with uh, Paul Brothers. Rudd. Oh, okay. Oh. It's and kind of a fever it. dream, Mario. Right? Like when yeah. you. Almost, do you remember Mario Brothers Lost Levels or Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan when you would get the purple mushroom, like the mushrooms that always helped you out before, and all of a sudden this one would hinder your progress or take you down a power-up? It seems like when you get one of these well, power-ups, is, you have no clue what's happening. Yeah. It's like, be it's like, dimension. It's like dimension hopping, right? It's like open up another yeah. dimension, right? Yeah, it's like it redoing the area. 
It looks wicked. What do y'all think about Super Mario Brothers Wonder as a title? And he can turn into a Zol. Zol is pretty cool. The elephant. An elephant. So, elephant yeah. Mario confirmed. We always knew he had a big trunk. Giant, giant, giant hat, Luigi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it looks like the best two D Mario take since New Super Mario Brothers. I think. Yeah. We've had derivative two D Mario since then. I mean, we had ports, right? Just ports of original yeah. titles that came out on the Wii and the Wii U, right? This is the yep. first yeah. like new one in like years that actually like, all right, this is something you could do with it. And the fear was what everyone said with the Mario Maker games. We've had two Super Mario Maker games. Is like, there's no need to make another one. The, the content's out there. People have made. You wanted new Super Mario World levels? They're there. You wanted a, a sequel, a follow up to Super Mario Brothers Three? There's 10,000 levels out there, right? So the fact that they like took a hard left and have all these random power-ups and crazy stuff that can happen, I think it's a pretty cool twist. This is a day one. There's there's a couple day ones in the show to me, and this is one of them. And of course, I'll support Super Mario Brothers RP or Super Mario RPG. Oh, that's a day one all day long. I yeah. got that soundtrack in my head as soon as they start playing. That's oh, yeah. One of those. Yeah. I love, I mean, just like everything else that I fall off of, something else came up, and that was <laughs> the only reason that made me fall off Super Mario RPG. That game was amazing. I hope they get the timing right. Since it's a handheld, essentially, that should correlate right with the timing, right? Because the whole, like Mario RPG, when you assign a command, you got to jump on their heads and hit A again. It's almost like Legend of Dragoon. It's got to have a, a correct timing correlation with there. Hopefully they pulled that off with the handheld, too. What do we think about this direct overall? Since uh, that's that wrapped it up. Some people were hating on it, but it was pretty good. It was, it was a lot more than I, I, it's a lot more than I expected it would be. I thought it was great. I'm I'm mad that we're not getting the Goemon ripoff. That shit looks so fucking good, man. What's the Goemon ripoff? You got to send that one to us. The one I was telling you about, like the Japanese direct had. Uh, hey, the Switch Goemon. is region free, man. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese, they had the the pretty derby which we talked about. They went over to Fashion Dreamer a little bit more. Did they do Fashion Dreamer in this one? No. No. They had, I don't recall uh, that. Yeah, the Goemon uh, game, which is uh, Mamade Bakuru, which was done by the Feel Good People, which did the, the Kirby Yoshi games. That's right. And the Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah, and they had a a, a version of the Game of Life, which looked fucking crazy. <laughs> well, uh, they didn't talk about that on here. Like the, the board, board game? game? The board game, with, yeah. With the two, fucking, like the yeah. blue and the pink pegs and all that yeah, in the back? Yeah, it looked fucking crazy. I was like very uh, anime, very anime-esque. It, it looked, I've never seen anything like that, yeah. Uh, Ketsugo Danshi, which was... Uh, I'm not going to sit there and go on there. Something with a bunch of anime boys. but I, And then uh, Cry Machina, which is a, a sequel to uh, one of my games that I loved so much was... Um, yeah. Criteria, I think it was called. Are the anime boys running around a horse track? Because I'm interested if they're doing uh, that. I watched, I watched something earlier where that was uh, happening. Uh, <laughs> it says it's a an adventure simulation game. It launches with a few characters and additional members available later as DLC. And apparently you have to stop the world from being destroyed using the power of anime boys. Sure. So <laughs> Uh, then they did, uh, the board game from, uh, Konami. There was a lot of Konami in this show too. Um, which was a uh, Momotoro electric railway world. The earth spins with hope. It's like a weird board game. And they didn't do the, they didn't do fake samurai in, in the American one. I just noticed that. So 
they they showed the fake samurai and they did the, the official uh, announcement for like a September 28th and I think it's 29th worldwide. But this game looks so bad on Switch, man. It looks so Damn. rough. I watched. It, I was like, ooh. They've got to know but, at this point, right? They've got to know when just, they look at us. It, like it just looks bad and it just one. doesn't move. Smo- uh, doesn't move smooth. But I'm a huge fan of Fate, man, and I'm glad we're getting this one over here too. This is a, one thing that I know Sony's done a good, pretty good job about releasing everywhere if they can. Because I guess this is also I, I don't know if it's coming on Xbox or not, but I know it's coming on PS4, PS5 is coming on Switch. Because uh, they they've been working with Type Moon. They I think uh, I mean they've been putting that shit on everything they can. Yeah, I think that was, and then they uh, did like a, a sizzle reel, and I think the Natsumon is still uh, releasing next month in Japan, which is the unofficial sequel to Boku no uh, Yatsumi, which was a Sony franchise for like the, the last ten years, and then that creator went off. And it's like, oh, Sony won't make this game anymore, and they is now making it for Nintendo Switch. So, so like this is like the fifth entry in that unofficially in that series which is just a boy that goes out in the country and does a summer vacation you just do weird stuff that you would do in the country like collect beetles and watch fireworks it's very very japanese-esque more Um, of a france lazy country farm simulator genre basically like that hang out with friends and hide out under the bridge and it's like there's only one road there it's like bay like very very not i don't hate that very yeah it's very laid back yeah has Nintendo ever had to look at power and specs and performance the way that other console makers have made going into the twilight of a piece of hardware? They didn't with NES. They were pushing the 16-bit thing. I mean, I think they were going to go with the NES for longer than that, but they saw the Genesis coming out. They saw Turbo Graphics. There was 16-bit power. There was marketing behind that. But you had... Like Super Mario Brothers 3 is more complex than a whole bunch of Genesis and Turbo Graphics games. They didn't give a shit by the N64. The GameCube never got outclassed because your top tier Wii launch title is a GameCube game. The Wii went its whole the Wii went its whole other avenue. The Wii U was kind of a catch-up thing. It wasn't really about performance. It was about still trying to change the way people play games and keep the casual thing going. But they, and cut, the, they cut up the HD. Yeah, they cut up the HD. It was right they, along the PS3 and 360 era with the HD thing. It wasn't too far behind. It was maybe, they did. what, three or four years afterwards. So, Right. And then the Switch is was always underpowered and kind of behind. But now they're, they're really looking at what the PS3 and 360 did at the end of that era, I think. This is the first time they're finally looking back like, okay, these do not run. Think of a late generation NES game. Think of a late generation Super Nintendo game. Think of a late generation 64 GameCube Wii title. They're still, those are still, you can still pop those in and you're not like, I would have rather played this on something else. I can't think of anything on that list that would have been like that, where this is the point where these, this, this blur between AAA and indie kind of blends together and the Switch, I think, is one of the culprits of it. Where you may or may not decide, you have to decide, I'm going to take a gimped version of this to play the portable version or play on an OLED or whatever it is, versus I could play on Steam, I could play on PS4 even, I could play on I mean, Xbox One or, or Series X and play a better it's like experience. You, it's like you said, man, I mean, now it's making it hard, it's, it's making it easier for people to have more choices where you could take a better, probably playing, you could probably play Face Samurai better on Steam Deck than you would on the Switch. Right. So it's like at that point, if you have access to both, you're like, okay, 
you know, before where you were like pigeonholed, like, all right, I want a portable version of this game because I'm going to play portable. You yeah. know, it is what it is. I'll deal with the the grievances now. You got people who can not everybody, not everybody bought a Steam Deck. It's not going to probably sell it nowhere near as much as uh, Switch will. But right, but if you, you have, if you also don't have a dedicated portable thing, you have X Cloud and you have uh, Remote Play from PlayStation, where you can still access those things portably. This is true. Or remotely. As uh, what's his face said with uh, League of Legos, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going back down to Lazlo. <laughs> the... <laughs> those bits are what? so good. Seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the fans always get me that want to follow the <laughs> League of Legends. Uh, do you want to come backstage? <laughs> They're going with you. <laughs> oh, oh it's great that and the fifty uh, was it? It might have been fifty million dollars. The fifty million dollar price, fifty million dollars. <laughs> Wait, what for this? <laughs> when did we start paternity leave? <laughs> six months. Out six months. Six, for six months. months. <laughs> that was like the, the oh god the one guy who wasn't cold i gotta talk to the one guy who was not cold in the stands yeah. to figure out what he's doing is differently it's so cold <laughs> he had another he had another distinguishing factor besides the temperature resistance <laughs> that he picked out in the ground uh thank you laszlo holmes coming live from <laughs> nintendo direct um do you think I'm, I'm going to touch on this very briefly? Do you think those indie games or those third-party smaller titles? Do you think Nintendo sees that? Is that margin of it runs better on these other things than it does on our hardware, and the sales that that may cannibalize? Do you think that is a factor in their decision for this type of thing, or is it partners just in there? I, I would imagine it's partners in their ear. Like, listen, we're we're tired of we're tired of creating parity for this thing. It just it's so behind. You've got to have a new thing. I mean, I think you know they've always done their own thing, and then I think you know we when yeah. we had that survey recently when they went to the developers last time. Remember, they were supposedly going to do that Switch Pro thing, which was the half step, and they begged them, "Don't do this. Don't divide the market," because they didn't yeah. want what had with the 3ds cell xl which you know not everybody used xl stuff with the features on there and it was you know people just you know that nobody took advantage of it some people took advantage of it and did a great job with it but it wasn't it wasn't there so yeah. i think i i think they didn't a lot of developers like please don't divide the fan base because i think their concern was like they didn't want to be pigeonholed into kind of like um making something for a, a pro and it's like yeah but this won't run on the regular switch yeah so and then you had you don't have everybody who does the upgrade for you know the half step upgrade, we'll be able to play it. So because it's a different fan base and market than a PS4 to PS4 Pro and Xbox yeah. One to One X, yeah. Because they're not going to come out there and talk about how powerful it is. It's not going to be the whole Project Scorpio build up yeah. and and PS4 Pro where you also like my my tipping point with PS4 Pro. I'll be honest, was PSVR support. Like this is the best way to play PSVR. And I was like, man, I, I got to have that. I believe in this VR technology. That's got to be it for me. That was your Nintendo Direct. We talked about it forever. I will touch and La- on... And Laszlo Holmes. And Laszlo Holmes. Thank you, Laszlo, for your bit there. I will touch on this at the very end, and then we will very briefly talk about Final Fantasy 16 because I think that's what we've all been playing, but we don't want to go into any spoiler-esque uh, things. 
Meta announced today their new Quest Plus subscription program. It is $7.99 a month, and you can access the best titles on the Quest platform. This is from Jay Peters at The Verge. This was announced today. It is a subscription plan, which I have been arguing for a while that they needed. This is the right intro to VR to try certain things. And in my opinion, it's the right price point. This is the right way to get people to try these these sort of things. Because I've priced out all the games in this initial service, and I think it's a good value. Value is, is uh, subjective to each person. Uh, it's going to be $7.99 a month or $59.99 per year if you sign up for the monthly subscription. Before July 31st, you'll pay just $1 for your first month. July's titles are Pistol Whip, Pixel Rip 95, and in August, you'll be able to claim Walkabout Mini Golf, which is a huge, huge success with all their DLC packs and maps you can get, and that's $15 by itself. And Mother Gunship Forge, which... Again, it's all subjective, but in my opinion, that's an excellent value. And this is what VR needs, I think. <laughs> I will be uh, supporting this with my $60 a year to let that break down to $5 a month. I think there's enough in those two games, yeah. easily two games per month, that that, that value is worth it for me. Um, I would like to see this type of stuff come to other platforms. I know when PlayStation VR games were included with the PlayStation Plus, we all grabbed those. Every time it was like, did we get one or two every month? Was it two, two, and two? PS3, PS4, and VR at a, at the time? Or maybe like one PS3, one Vita, two PS4, two PSVRs or something like that? Anyway, again, value is subjective. Same, I think that's good. good. Yeah, I think that's a good... The Quest Store already has a very liberal policy as far as, like, returning stuff. If you don't like it, I think it's, like, four hours you can play a game. And if it makes you sick or it's not something you're into, that sort of thing, um, you you can request a refund for that title, which I think is a very solid return policy. Uh, this also includes just like uh, PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold, that sort of thing. If you were to suspend it and not use it for a while, if you reactivated, you would get that old library right back immediately. So I think that's a plus. I think it's a good way to go VR as a service. They already um, give you a decent value on that hardware that you get. And to now bundle a a competitive software rate for consuming some of that stuff, I think that's top tier. And hopefully, I mean, this is the they've announced two months worth of titles. It could be all garbage from here on out, but I'd like to see some other quality stuff thrown in there. And that's it for news, I think. Let's go to games played. We've already been doing this for an hour and 45 minutes. I say we do not do our traditional games played, unless you guys have something you really want to bring up. No, I'm fine. I only really played one game mostly outside of uh, Pikmin 1, but I'll probably play like an hour of that. I think that's all of us, and we'll catch up on Pikmin 1 uh, with you later, Cesar. We're going to keep this very spoiler-free because we're all still working our way through the game at various stages. Um, but we have... pretty sure we all have at least 10 hours in this game at this point, which I'm very surprised I did. Uh, there was a night where... Wait, did we mention the game? It's Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> I don't think we went to the game. I played it. I think it was Friday night. I played from eight till three thirty in the morning. It was that type of title that I could not put down. I was absolutely glued to every bit that I was 
engaging in in the story. Um, do you guys have the same like immediate attachment, or was it a slow build, or? Uh, yeah, I was pretty engrossed. I like Sid a lot. Sid stole the show as soon as Sidolphus comes on the screen. He steals the show. Mm-hmm. I even paused the cutscene. Uh, the missus likes certain levels of paranormal fiction. And I was like, this sounds like the person that you always describe out of these books. Would you like to come hear them talk about stuff? She wasn't impressed, but he's uh, he's immediately is a good impression as far as a character. And then there's just more depth to him as it goes. And his role in the story kind of has pivoted the way I thought this game was going to go. I wasn't really sure where the lore and the backstory and the way the character development was going and it all ties into how Clive looks and how his character has uh, changed from the, the flashback sequences, basically, that you play earlier on. He has a different appearance to him. And why does he have that appearance? What does that mean? How, do, how are those people treated? That sort of thing. And then Sid even has more backstory to him where he ends up um, being more powerful than initially thought of. For those that have not gotten that far into the game for once, whenever I see something, something on social media, somebody posts and I, I'm I'm strictly looking for Final Fantasy 16 stuff to get the soundtrack. I want that fucking soundtrack so bad. The music is so fucking yeah. good. It's so fucking good. Those, Every, those arrangements of, of the music is it, it, it's pretty hard. In one of the opening cutscenes where you hear the Final Fantasy prelude and it's just like, oh, my God. But the. As Brent said, the arrangements, like some of it's just atmospheric, right? It's just a, a kind of a theme playing in the background and it just it hits so well. It's so. It's so evocative of whatever environment or mood or scenario that you're currently in in the game that it just it nails it in the way that Final Fantasy music has always nailed it. Right. <laughs> this is not a Uematsu score. Uh, Cesar, what's the composer name? He worked on 14. Soken. Soken. I saw he came from Konami. He used to work with Konami back in the mm-hmm. day. Man, and every day I'm looking for... I finally Ma- found... Masa, Masayoshi Soken. Yeah. Masayoshi Soken. I finally found a good YouTube playlist that kind of has some... Like, these are the main tracks. We pulled these from the game, that sort of thing. It's like a 23-track playlist. But I'm constantly looking on streaming services like Apple Music, Spotify, that sort of thing, to see if this score is out. I want to stream this nonstop. So, this would... comes out like July, in July, I think. Yeah, there's a six-disc skew on Amazon, and there's an eight-disc yeah. skew, and this is one I will absolutely be splurging for. <laughs> yeah. For it, whatever uh, content, it, do not cut anything out. I want to hear everything that's in this title. So, like, if you, I've, I don't want to take up too much time, but the Sokin's also he he did a lot of the Final Fantasy 14, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'll come out over here, but if you get a chance, buy the Blu-ray audios of Final Fantasy 14. The music he did on the Blu-ray audio is fucking fantastic, especially yeah. 7.1 surround sound. Um, mm. They won't sell it to Amazon Japan, so you have to go like a middleware like website. CD to... Japan? I've seen CD Japan for a bunch of Final Fantasy soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for whatever reason, the Blu-ray ones, they won't sell through Amazon. So like uh, the Blu-ray audio ones are not, there's not many Blu-ray audio tracks over here in America, but there's a shit ton in Japan. Uh, okay. But uh, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray audio ones are really, really fucking good. And it doesn't 7.1 surround. It's like if you ever want to be immersed in fucking music, get a Blu-ray audio. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen music. a bunch of concerts rip to Blu-ray audio. I don't know why that didn't take off. 
I don't know. I don't know why that wasn't a thing. Like that's it's this like is a, the next evolution of audio quality. It's, like fucking, it's uncompressed it's a, and everything. It's a Sony thing that just that never took off over here. Yeah. But neither. Yeah, neither here or there. But yeah, I think uh, he's he did like almost all Final Fantasy fourteen. I think I think he worked with uh, Umetsu on fourteen on some of that stuff. But yeah, yeah, if you go through his like you said, like you go through his list, I don't think he joined Square until early 2000s then he started doing like dragon guard 2 and front mission 5 he did mario hoops three on three donna <laughs> mario, Mana. the mario hoops game yeah <laughs> lord of a million he did like everything in the lord of a million series lord of arcana lord so, of Vermilion for genesis uh, uh no there was a square enix game called lord of a million that we never got over here it was interesting only i wonder if that has to I do think, with the genesis one i think uh i think the only one we got in that series was the lord of arcana which was the vita game yeah, okay. or the PSP game. Yeah, it's a PSP game, which we got. Yeah, Donna Mana had some significant composers on it. I might give that game a shot just based off the music. I mean, Mana music is always amazing. Yeah. Uh, the score is incredible. Uh, the graphics on this game are almost second to none, and it straddles a line between. There's been a lot of comparisons online, like here's what a Final Fantasy 13 character looks like on PS3. Here's what a Final Fantasy 16 character looks like on PS5. That doesn't tell the whole tale of the scale of the characters and environments and the things that you're doing in a title like this. Because there's times where I played a lot of Final Fantasy 15. There's times where it looks better. But the things that are happening, the combat system that's in play, like there's way more systems layered on on top of that outside of just like the normal. Let's compare this at graphics A versus graphics B, right? It's not. It's not that easy anymore. Uh, the side quests seem to be kind of basic so far. Very. They fill out a lot of the uh, story in small increments. They're not as impactful as like uh, Witcher 3 side quests, which were like almost side games in of themselves sometimes, kind of the impact that they would have. Um, surprisingly, there's a reason I brought this up because I'm actually really enjoying them. They're easier to complete. They're more direct as far as their their messaging and what they want you to do, that sort of thing. My kids love the side quest. They have figured out, like I showed them, Daddy, what are you playing? Let me show you. Well, where are they trying to get you to go? Well, here's where you have to go on the map. I've already been there. You can go do this. You can run to here and do this if you want to. So that was the door opening. So they love the very small contained stories of these little side quests. Like, um... Uh, so-and-so is a messenger. We haven't seen him in a while. Can you go? This was his last known location. And that last known location may be his final location, or it could be a hint where he's one or two more steps down the road, right? It's not any sort of... They seem very basic, almost like when I played... I played World of Warcraft when it first came out. And it seems like those sort of simple... But it's just adding to the story. It's adding to items you get. It's uh, doing more things. It reinforces the characters, like... So one of the guys in a, in a town called Lost Wing, he just runs the kitchen. And maybe he would have just been a normal restauranteur in any other game, and he gives you a quest, and then you're done with him. But as you're doing these sort of missions for this character, he has an underlying bit in the story, right? He's helping out people in this town. So it's a more of a vested interest for these little side quests. So if you just look at them as simple things that you're just knocking out, sure, that's all it is. You're just running there, you're beating five enemies, you're picking up the thing, and you're coming back. But it adds a layer onto what these people are doing and why you care about them and the reasoning for them being there. 
so, if that makes yeah, any give, sense. To give examples, like some of some of the basic side quests, because I don't know how far you get, Richard, but there's there, you're going to get to a point where there's a standard side quest, and then you have an, an important side quest, which gives you a plus over it, which is you don't have to do it. I don't have but those. It, One of the characters in the hideaway just gave me like a cheat sheet for the uh, side quests. He's like, yeah. you can come to me, and I'll show you where they're at. So like you'll you'll come to a point where you'll get a plus, which actually is still optional but if you do it it changes an aspect of the game it's very important so those are the ones that they expect you you have to do but i think so far every side quest is like you said has it's simple fetch quests uh this game is yeah. very final fantasy 14 it's very mmorpg it's uses as the base this is if you wanted to yeah. what final fantasy 14 was like this is a watered down final fantasy 14 from what i when, when i put my hours and hours of 14 this is basically what it is Except you get the great soaking score over like 50 fucking expansions. So you have like 200, 400 tracks of his music in there. But um, I need to listen to that soundtrack too then. Cause... It's all on Spotify. I used to work out and run on the treadmill, listen to his music, and it still wouldn't go through them all. But it's uh, it's so yeah. much on there. But um, You need to work out more. Maybe. That's what I took from that. <laughs> That's what I would take as well. I probably do. I, I kid more. you, sir. I kid you. I applaud but, your uh, exercising efforts. So to give an example, like I said, I'm sure. Uh, like Brant seen that too. Like it, it, some of the cycles will go into more details about the the bearers and the branded, like what they go through as you compete them, uh, as you complete them. Yeah. Uh, so they give I, you more I backstory. I just had one that was very very on brand for that, as it were. So it gives you more backstory in that war, uh, world, and that branded and bearers are a very major component in that story. So uh, I, I think there was one on there where I think the fetch quest I just did was like. Uh, like, oh, get this cloth so I can make clothes for these girls. And and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, man. And I went and got it. And it's like, gangs. He's like, hey, you got us all this, you know, cloth. And it's like, one's like silk, one's like uh, d- different types of cloth or something like that. And it's like, which one do you yeah. like? It asked me which one I like. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I told him I like the red one. And I was like, man, this, this quest was nothing. It was bullshit. It was just me just getting cloth to get him to, for this thing on there. Then they go in this whole story bit where they talk about, um, uh, Jill's background. And I was like, oh shit, you never would have known unless you did this whole yeah. side quest about more of her backstory and everything. I was like, yep. Yoshi P, you son of a bitch, man, you did it. I sat there, I was about to doubt his ass. It's like, you made me do this side quest for no fucking reason. And then at the very end of it, it's like, oh, you get this more additional character about where this character came from, how she came to be, how you how they met as children and all this stuff. It goes deep into it. Like stuff you never would have known until that's like, because she was going to make this dress for her. So I was like, it's like, if you do the side quest, there's usually you're going to learn something about that world. It may seem like a simple task, but the payoff story-wise or character-wise, the story's the story's great, but it's basic. It it's not treading any ground that hasn't been tread before, in my opinion. The character interactions and how they play into that story, that has been the novel part. Yeah. I mean, and Clive I, is a very good character. He's he's a very likable character. I love Clive. Yes. And it's it, it's been how long has it been since we had like a. An, a main character that has not been like, eh, we're maybe we're fifty fifty on. And he has so many faults. Like it's, the story a- bit, the story bit I just went through. He he came to an acceptance. He figured something out. But they're also showing us cutscenes and little bits of the lore. He don't know shit. There's still yeah. there's still something going on. He just came through. You know, ten hours or whatever it is. I'm into it of trying to come to terms with something that he may or may not have done. And I know a little bit more than he does because of the yeah. kind of the 
how they've been feeding some things in there. Uh, so I started to piggyback on your side quest. I did a very basic fetch quest type thing. And it turns out it might have been the one with the letter. Turns out the letter is to Sid from someone that I didn't know existed. And it adds this layer. And I haven't elaborated on it. I haven't gone into it anymore with that character. But it added something to this character that I had not seen before. You know, they they all of a sudden they have a family member that they've, you know, Sid's kind of hard around the edges. And uh, you think he's after one thing. And it turns out he's really just trying to. And, and he's very flirtatious. He's like hitting on everybody. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I remember he did that with uh, Karaibu a lot where he's like, uh, you're pretty, but you're not my type. He's like, he would just, yeah. he'll just sit there and flirt with everybody. He's like, it's funny, man. <laughs> Clive. Clive, don't try to meet that charm on the uh, the, the yeah. mission I'm on now. I'm meeting yeah, like, uh, a lady of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling he's telling me and Jill as we go meet this lady of the night. He's like, you're, you get, you two young ones behave. <laughs> you're, not, damn. you're not super far from from where I am. You're, okay. you're about to hit a point where the game tells you, hey, if you have things that you need to go do before you. Uh, enter this area go and do them really yes yeah. interesting so, uh, then if you and go you, based off you that, know when you hit I, that text box you're like oh shit this is gonna be some something serious so, so i've played a lot what, of this are you guys proud of me i've played a lot of yeah this i've seen you on there a lot I'm maybe 10 hours ahead of brand i'm like uh i'm almost to the part where people are complaining where the story falls apart so i think they said two after two thirds is where the story gets weird is what they said. I haven't gotten that far do, yet. Do you see that Jason Trier bit? Is that what, uh, cause Russell sent me that and I was like, that's, that's subjective. I don't know. But cause I, that's, that's always been Final Fantasy for me. Like same. It, you, it's, it always gets weird to the end. We're like, I still remember Final Fantasy nine was, was it, you did this whole battle where you're going after Kuja, right? Yeah. And it's like, you beat him and then some other fucking thing comes down. Like, it's oh, it was me the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? Why am I fighting him? It's like, it, I think the only time I've ever had a Final Fantasy that actually made sense with the final boss battle was what six with Kefka, yeah, seven with Sifiroth. But Maybe even at four. that, even at that, so his like, mom, his mom's from space. He's trying to relive his mom's yeah. fantasies and destroy the Earth. Like, that's not what is that? <laughs> I have to I mean, the Earth fucking, and destroyed. Fucking eight, they were fighting their kindergarten teacher. I'm like, what the fuck's happened when I was playing this game? I was like, what, what is, what's going on? I'm like, you know, they, like, we all grew up in class. This, this was our teacher. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And like this whole, this whole thing. So like, I. That's always been Final Fantasy to me. So I was thinking about Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. I was thinking about all these favorite games of mine, where it just doesn't really. It's the it's the characters and what you do and the interaction and the way the story. It may not be how the story ends. Not all stories yeah. have great endings. It's they're not all masterfully wrapped up. Metal Gear Solid dove into like, okay, this guy's arm got chopped off. Now he's gonna live in someone else and. All of a sudden, you had nano machines inside of you. You didn't know were inside yeah. of you. The whole like it dove off into this bullshit. But and that was a great finale. Fox were, yeah, Fox <laughs> but you were fighting. You were fighting Ocelot the whole time, yeah. and you were fighting Liquid Snake. And then they played the theme at the end. And did you rescue Meryl? Like it never was. It never was this culmination. Was what, what was the true ending? There was two endings. Which one was the real one? I never had Ocelot, by the way. I always had Meryl on the back of my snowspeed. Fuck. <laughs> I think, it, well, I mean, you had to get the, the actor camo, you had to get Ocelot, right? Yeah, and she gave you the bandana. She gave you the unlimited and ammo. Then he, and then he had the actor camo in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, so I, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
but, but he it's shows like four. So I was like, you know, whatever, go with it. <laughs> I didn't read any reviews. I read leads. So I read either the Twitter quote or something like that. But I saw the same thing about the story falling off. Um, that the that's last not just third, J- but... yeah. Jason Schreier said that, but that's that is like a common thing. But there's a lot of like you said, there's a lot of discourse on this game where people have bitched about, it. and we had this conversation before where like people bitch about twelve. That's not a true. Yeah. Final Fantasy game. People bitch about 13 was a true Final yep. Fantasy game. People bitch about 15 it was a true Final Fantasy game. We've done this yeah. same bullshit for like the last since 10. Yeah, and then they end up and, being, I mean, eight. And, and I would revered. say eight and nine yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, these are these are classics. Yeah. And everything I've played of this game is like, this is an all-time. I keep sending, uh, y'all do this too if you don't mind. Send Russell, the friend of the show, Russell, the Final Fantasy 16 PS5 SKU on Amazon, the $560 one. Oh, <laughs> just, God. Okay. just keep sending it to him. I'm like, he's been looking for, maybe this is the best compliment I can give it. He's been looking for the killer app for PS5 outside of like Ratchet. I'm like, this this is the one. I would have I would have done this one. It's this good. one is yeah. doing something special. It's it's like you said, it's it's it, it's a graphically it's a Final Fantasy game is beautiful. Yep. Backgrounds there's sometimes I look in the backgrounds and look at the mountains and the lakes and stuff like that and it looks great. The castles, like the, the stonework in the castles and the mortar and it's stuff. The fucking, like, tex- the fucking textures are crazy. The particle effects on the crystals is insane. So I'm like, yeah. it's definitely it's it's hard for me to imagine like people were bitching like, well, this was a fun of uh this was a uh, PlayStation 4 game. I was like, I, I can't tell. This fucking looks no. like PS5. No, it's like they didn't play they, enough like, PS4 games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we tried to put on PS4 and was like we can't do this and we moved it to PS5. I yeah. believe that. So I'm like, this the game is good. It's uh, Brant's uh, favorite battle system esque is Kingdom Hearts esque. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it's, it. It's, it's, I'm enjoying it, it, it. Look, there's a point where you get to control three, and uh, you played this brand on the demo. The three Echelons. Like I said, I didn't play the demo, but I'm at the point I now where I got two three that I have access to. And it's fucking it's fucking satisfying when I go it's, through and do my attacks, switch the magic, and then switch to another one. Do attacks, switch the magic. I fuck people up, man. I'm staggering yeah. them instantly. And so I'm doing that with my satisfying. I yeah. will say for that, uh, the first one that you have, the the Phoenix icon um, abilities, I saved up and got the, um, I guess the the top tier, the the most the powerful. The Phoenix. Uh, uh, the yeah, flames, the, the, flames of rebirth. Yeah. So Brant's saying that's you, my... can, you get ability points like a sphere grid or a license board or any other Final yeah. Fantasy thing. Yeah. This is a Final Fantasy game. You have those sort of upgrades. You have Moogles. You have crystals. You have chocobos. You have swords. You have fantasy. Yeah. But but, uh, but you can you you assign your ability points to these uh, icons that you have yeah. like mm-hmm. inside you. And so I I bought that ability and that's like that's a finishing move or if you get a wave of enemies that comes in at you just do that and so, all of them fall yeah it's great I'm, I'm at the point now that i don't have enough uh space to use all the echelons now i can swap them you have to swap them out now mm-hmm. so i'll leave it at that how many can uh, you, you how yeah. many can you assign at one time is that three three okay. i think i got i got more than three let's just leave it at that all right okay. so yeah. i won't tell you how many i got uh um i see i see it. where they're coming because kataka yeah. would be like Here's where you need to use Bahamut's attack the most. I'm like, yeah. fuck if I know. I've just seen their oh, dominant. I didn't know. Yeah. Like... Odin, Titan. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. Up. But um, and um, but uh, like if you if you have Garuda right now. Yeah. Like that fucking her that 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 one where she throws down a tornado. That yeah. if you save up, her she was the weakest one and almost got her off my team because like 
she has the claws, and I use that to stagger quickly because they'll go through that yep. meter down there and stagger quickly. But yep. if you can upgrade and get the ultimate one and get that fucking tornado, I lay wasted that fucking tornado and just and just walk out. That shit's turning around the whole field and fucking everybody up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just start, laughing the whole time. I'll start assigning points so, to that one. So it's like, uh, yeah, just when you go on it, just get a, get the accessories. Like, I think I have the ability plus 20% accessory, and I have, like, the – you just buy those. Uh, I have experience yeah. plus 25. This is the cooldowns uh, and stuff. Or, yeah. So, yeah. so please please fucking play this game. Cesar mentioned an ability, right? He's talking about an icon that you kind of absorb, and you're able to use the magic from that creature. But there was, like, eight hours of story leading up to yeah. that point, like emotional story. So uh, one of my youngest, my youngest was down here when the box was delivered to a certain love interest of, I think, the person that was in the box. And they never show you, okay. but it's an like, emotional. It was like seven. What's in the box? Yeah. yeah. Oh, box? yeah. I was like. <laughs> I kept saying I like, that when I saw it. I was like, what's in the box? <laughs> I paused it for a minute because you could still do the ATL and all that stuff. I paused it. I was like, I think I know what's happening. You need yeah. to look at me. Don't look at the screen. I think there's going to be a head in there. She's like, what? I was like, yeah. I think they I know what's happening. And we didn't see it. Yeah. But it's like seven. Yeah, remember? Because I think they did the same thing in seven. Morgan Freeman, he saw it. The character oh, saw it. Oh, I thought you were talking about never... Final Seven. You're talking about Genovis. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. We saw it with, uh, with the movie seven, Morgan Freeman. Because yes. I remember Brad Pitt was like, like Brand said, Brad Pitt was like, what's in the box? What's in the yeah. box? And he was like, he wouldn't tell him. He's like, don't worry about that. We got to take this. Uh, we got to take down uh, Kevin Spacey more ways yep. than one. But, what's in the box? And I knew the whole time. I was like, I saw this cutscene like eight hours ago, ten hours ago. Yeah. These two are tight. There's going to yeah. be some issues here, and it just the way that they, you know, it's not, it's not in your face novel. It's not an episode. It's not an hour episode of TV that takes your breath away. It's a lot of payoff. It's a lot of callbacks. It's a lot of deep setting. It is simple to follow. I say lore, but don't that don't let that be intimidating. That's not intimidating to Cesar. And I think to a lesser extent, Brant. But I will get lost. I get lost in my own museum. I'm the Marcus Brody of lore. But and this I, one I'm has able... the this one has the active lore system, which is it does pretty good. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it explains. It's like it's cliff notes. It's like, hey, this is what this person is, what they do. This is what they have to deal with you in the story. And it updates like I, it, the characters all the time, not just yeah. Clive. It'll add to the characters. Like so and so thought this was happening. Where was this shit in Final Fantasy 13 where I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on in this game. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Other this, than game, I'm, uh, this game makes like me want to play seat. 13 again? No, 13's making a comeback. Because like, people on Twitter are like, now apologize to 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say, apologize to 13, bitch. We need a remaster. <laughs> okay, we're over two hours in. I know we have probably yeah. at least four hours left that we could talk about this game. Do y'all want to cut it off for this week and just continue some more thoughts next week? Yeah. I know we'll no. be at various points it's... unless somebody finishes it, it, it's or... fine like i said the only thing i'll add on there is like what y'all said about the story this it's very politically heavy it's not yeah. it's very tough to make a game that it doesn't get intuited in its own story it's easy to understand um, but it's also emotional right there's a it class system it... at play there's friends at play there's family yeah. at play but it's like you grow attached to a lot of people, even to some of the NPCs in certain towns. Yeah. So it's like there's certain things that happen to them later on. You're like, oh, fuck. Like there's there's like a red flag that still lingers in my mind for a certain character in this game, which I'm waiting for it to just launch off. To pay off, yeah. It's a oh, fucking red flag of, and everything. Speaking and of NPCs, like, a lot of the times when you walk past them, they just talk to you. You don't have to yeah. stop and hit X to see what random thing they say. You just hear them in the world. It adds to that living, breathing world that they just talk. 
you go through a, a a restaurant or a bar or something, they're just talking. It's just like you hear this in the 3D audio. I, I, I was trying to wrap this up and I failed. Like the 3D audio and listening to it on the headphones, you hear the swoosh of the armor. You hear the the sword and the scabbard. Like there's, it's so immersive just putting you in this universe. Yeah. So I think we're where Brant's at, you're about to get to the the second start of the second half of the game. Brant's going to change some things up. So they're going to yeah. add a they're going to add a I character know it's who, some things. They're going to add a character who goes more into the political backgrounds. Like they kind of add that person in there, and it's like, oh, you know, it goes more into like all this stuff that's happening with these nations. It kind of breaks it down even more for because the the next part of the game where everything ramps up and they have that character there just to help you with the story to help you get follow it along and not get lost along the way in the everything that's going on and so like i said you haven't gotten to the part brand where it's the fucking anime trope of every anime trope that happens in every anime <laughs> you would know it they, they do it in this game it's like oh it's a, it's the trope that they put in every anime to they lean heavy story. into it it's there yeah it's there it's the most anime fucking thing ever like it's it's there branch if branch watch anime he should know it's like <sighs> the thing that's commonly used in most yeah animes. i don't think amnesia i've gotten they, there i've they always do it to progress the story in a different light i mean they're See, taking the best of some of the best stories out there right yeah yeah i just i oh. just went and saw martha again yeah so i like you, martha as a character brent you'll you'll you'll, you'll text us on by oh okay i see it when you get to it you'll know it did y'all it's, see the scarecrows in the field did you go by the scarecrows like yeah it's a black like, it's fucking bb yeah <laughs> i was like this fucking bb on this bitch man i was like uh but yeah, I'm waiting for Brant to text me. It's like, oh, I see it. It's like, uh, it's a. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen, and I haven't seen it done in a video game, but I've seen it done in like every fucking anime. <laughs> this so. game's special. At least what a dozen hours in, you guys all recommend it still. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the first when I played special. the game, the, those first couple hours are great, and then it kind of slows down, and then it slowly picks you back up again. And it's like I'm at the point now where it's like, like the story's going, it's going. Like you're on the main mission and. And I'm I'm waiting for the discourse that everybody's bitching about towards the the later half of the game. I'm That's waiting to thing. see it. But. It's been it's been hard, especially with my kids want to run around and feed people. Like you go to Kenneth in the kitchen, he's like, I got three hot plates for people, and but it's not just giving them plates and getting the X and coming back. Like they have something that they add to the story where you're like, okay, yeah. you, you came from here. Like they have some they have actual backstory to them. But the my kids are wanting to do the these little side quests that they can run around and stuff, and they know how to get around the world map and things like that. It's time to, time to buy on that uh, Final Fantasy fourteen subscription. Yeah. So I had text uh, Cesar about this brand. What's a good game where they can do like these basic fetch quests and run around and stuff like that? I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts is a is a good time. It's very simple. With an easy mode, on, maybe? back on Animal Crossing. Tom Nook will have them fetch it all sorts of crap. No, not in that way. So, you know so what I mean. Vi- so are the villagers. All sorts yeah. Of stuff. They feel like this is they feel like this is something special too. I think they're um, dad don't play without us and the head part comes and I'm like you got to turn around. I don't know yeah. if the and now they're sending me to a dame and the ladies of the night. And I'm like you got to go upstairs. I don't know where it's, this is going. You have to go upstairs. Uh, <laughs> it's surprise. It's surprisingly there's some scenes with other female main characters on there that allude to stuff, but it's very uh, surprisingly PG. The, well, the, 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 I, I most of the, met, most of the mature stuff is the fuck stuff. So like yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. I mean, they yeah, hear yeah. they hear that all the time. 
I just yeah. met Isabel from Animal Crossing, of course, and that's my next thing is like go see Isabel by the castle. Like she met me and put moves on me, and then I've got to go talk to her after that. Yeah, aside from some of the cutscenes where you have like two characters naked in bed, but like nothing is shown. Okay, it's very it's very classically done. Yeah, it's that's like, not it's, bad. Like they, it's I've looked at it, it's like how much they're gonna show is very like well done. Yeah, it's like some scenes I'm ready to hit start. Like I don't know about that, but nothing's been like yeah. the prologue. Remember the two uh, intimate encounters in the prologue, and I was like, Brant had warned me like, no, they can't yeah. watch this. So I do I do appreciate the heads up on that. The chocobos, the chocobos look so amazing. And then you go talk to them later in the day, and they're like sleeping. Like there's two chocobos on the ground. I just want to pet the. Did y'all get the achievement for petting Torgal? Pet the dog. Yeah, pet the dog, baby. He is reassuring. This will be my last note, and y'all can talk about whatever, and we'll cut it off. No, we got to cut it off. He can be so reassuring, like, all hell's breaking loose, or I don't know what's happening, or now I'm maybe seeing someone. I don't know if I'm seeing, and I'll just pet the dog. I'll just turn around, like, let me do this. It's like grounding. It's He's, like, every every game, I think, should have a companion with me where I could, like, have this emotional support animal. It feels like he grounds you, Uh, and he's just always there with you. Just wait until you get to the, to the backstory for the dog. Top tier. Oh, there's more behind Torgal. Oh, they talk about. How I know he got there is. He came. Yeah. He came from one of the other territories, just like Jill did. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah, thank you, Cesar. I, mean, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's Final Fantasy 16. We give it 16 Final Fantasies out of 16. If you have a PS5, buy this game. I have recommended to someone who does not have a PS5 to purchase yeah. this game and a PlayStation 5. I feel that strong yeah. about it. Have y'all's uh, overheated like everybody else is claiming on Twitter? Mm-mm. Not yet. Yeah, I never had an issue with mine, but somebody had like put theirs in a fucking closet. They're like, mine's overheating. It's just shut down. I look, and it's like in a fucking server rack. I'm like, it's fine. What? That's <laughs> yeah, back to that's PS3 awesome. days. Yeah, I'm sitting there like they open up the cabinet. It's like a server rack. I'm like, why do you have it in there, man? I'm like, <laughs> in the refrigerator. It's like a. Fr- Wait, is is your server rack a frigidaire? Why? That shit looks it looks hot, man. It has a fucking closed door and everything. I was like, why, why are you putting? It's like somebody was on Twitter, like that's like putting a sweater in your PS5. What the fuck is it in there for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you're like reballing the the heat sink from the 360, where you had to wrap it in the sweater and try to melt it back down. Oh no. Okay, okay. That's it. All right, let's get out of here, gentlemen. Thank you guys for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See ya. Adios. Oh, 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 oh,